Well, good morning, good evening, and good night to everybody out there in podcast land. It's your boys once again. It's Marvelous Mark Ashworth and it's bodacious Brian Bradshaw. We're here today watching Bash at the Beach 1996. We're finally here. The night it all changed for World Championship Wrestling and for wrestling as a whole. How's it going over there, Brian? Are you are you ready for this one? I'm as ready as I'm going to be, to be honest with you. We've had some technical hiccups before we started. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. been a little bit frustrating, but I'm ready. Good, and I'm absolutely delighted to introduce uh, the third man. Of course, it's not a man, it's a woman. Uh, it's my partner, Beth. I don't know if she wants to be called Beth Blade or Beth McDonald or whatever <laughs> her alter ego is this week, but this is Beth. And how are you doing? Are you are you excited to be here with us? I am. Usually, I uh, listen to you guys when you're recording when I'm in the bath uh, next door, and hear all the mischief you guys get up to. But you were saying, you know, Beth Blair, Beth McDonald. I was hoping that I would be gifted a wrestling name because you're marvelous, Mark Ashworth, and Brian is bodacious. So I, I think it's only fitting. But now you've got to think of one off the top of your head. Be- and... Beautiful Beth Blade. Ah, isn't that sweet? I, I was going to say Mabel. <laughs> Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> the third man. Just wait till you see a picture of Mabel. <laughs> yeah, Should you I won't be, be laughing. You won't be laughing. <laughs> oh dear. Let, let's just say I'm glad I'm uh, a few stones away. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're far enough to get a, a, at least a head start on the run so that you're going to need. So later on, when you uh, hear a window smash, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just going, what? I'll just plead innocence so- to my mum. <laughs> your mum will protect you no obviously I've listened to you guys record for ages and I've been watching the the matches along with Mark when he's been taking his notes and I've never seen this before I have no idea what's going on so I'm quite intrigued as to how this is going to go uh, just going to interrupt a minute uh, I like that you said teching not taking, teching it's like get some proper Lancashire accents on this <laughs> <laughs> Blackburn with Darwin, baby, represent. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to mention this on the podcast as well. This is really interesting because it's not every day that everybody in podcast land gets to sit next to somebody who is currently number two in the UK charts. <laughs> and this well. is a genuine thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Beth is sat next to me and she is currently part... Well, she co- co- collaborated, is that the right word? Contributed yeah. to an album that is currently sat number two in the UK top 40. I am not even joking. Not every podcast can say that right now. <laughs> come at us. Just come at us with, with, with your bullshittery. It's all fine. I'm starting to feel um, a, little, a little bit starstruck. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as as the statistics said, it was 1,700 behind number 1,700 one. behind number one yeah. at the moment. And the official announcement will be made, well, Friday. I don't know who that guy is. Like, I've never heard of the guy who's at number one before, but there you go. Who, called who Tom Summit. Tom Ordell. <laughs> no. Is it not Tom Ordell? Because no. he's, he's big at the moment, isn't he? No. Well, I fuck him. He won't be number one on Friday. It's going to be Thunder featuring Beth Blade and the other people. So there you go. Um, <laughs> the, other the other people. But yeah, guys, what a check name that for out. a band. <laughs> Beth Blade and the other people. Yeah. That's basically what your band is anyway. Isn't it? Y- Beth Blade and the other people. No, it's <laughs> Beth Blade and the Beautiful Disasters. Shout out to Luke, Dan, and Sam over there, the other people. Oh, and Bertie. And Bertie, yeah. And yeah. Bertie. 
So yeah, uh, guys, if if you if you need some new music, absolutely go ahead and check out Thunder's new album because Beth's on I think four of the tracks, and also it's actually really fucking good. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. They've gone really heavy. Uh, obviously, they're they're you know former Donington, former Download headliners. Once upon a time, and they still do download every every few years, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, well? I saw them on the same card as uh, Guns and Roses and Blackstone Cherry in. Uh, about two years ago now but funnily enough just to link in music is how I got into wrestling really and that's how I you know like it and know about it because when I was a little kid we saw Kiss perform God of Thunder when they were introducing the demon yep on Nitro spoiler alert Oh. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, that happens in 1999, but you know, fuck it. Um, does Brian not know this? Did oh, I just remember I think he does. <laughs> I know about the Kiss Demon, yes. Right, that's okay. That's Eric, right. Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo were massive Kiss fans back in the day, and I think Vince Russo was firmly at the helm by that point. So yep. Can co- I just point out course. that Vince, Vince Russo does not uh, represent all Kiss fans? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Vince Russo doesn't represent all human beings. No, he doesn't, yeah. no. It, Sorry, it, Vince, if you're listening. He's not a nice man. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but we are. That's something else that we've got in the pipeline, folks, is uh, somewhere down the line we're going to be doing a special Nitrogen episode with Beth again. Uh, and your boys, Luke and... Well, Luke in particular, he wants yes, in on this as well. Does. He said he wants to cover... Uh, he wants to cover wrestling themes for the podcast so uh, we're going to have a special edition where we just talk about music in wrestling as a whole and we'll yeah. talk about performances you know Megadeth, Kiss uh, and everybody else that's, that's shown up did Motorhead? Motorhead? I said sure Megadeth I know I am but I'm sure Motorhead did a gig at a wrestling thing they, they've once. done it twice WWE. W- yeah, was it twice. WWE? Yeah. yeah twice two different Wrestlemanias Ass. Oh. Good friends with Triple H, weren't he? So yes. yeah, they made a few appearances. Um we're gonna discuss all of that somewhere down the line. It's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. Yes, definitely. Especially when we get into who which songs the writers for the themes were ripping off. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, it's a shame that the network has a lot of these uh these entrance themes dubbed because oh, Beth would have some fun figuring out what song has been ripped off or what uh, what wrestler's entrance in WCW because there were a hell of a lot. Definitely. Well, maybe we'll have to write you and Mark each a theme <laughs> for, you know, for your alter ego wrestling personas. I they don't exist. I have a theme. Scarlet Sins. Shout out to Scarlet Sins. They're an awesome band from Canada. They are indeed. Uh, and- would you not like your own one written for you? as long as it's nothing like oh actually if it was the Disco Infernos if it was like the Disco Infernos I'm okay with it actually we can do that we can do that what do you think you'd go for Brian I mean uh, I, I kind of feel like it'd be something along the lines of Metalingus um, yeah but considering uh, what my persona is it's pretty much Dangerous Brian at this point it has to be Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? And my gimmick would be uh, like a um, like a top a top gun persona, but yeah, a flight because, suit. Yeah, because I'm dangerous. Everything's fucked up. Like my glasses are wonky. You know, they're broken. The flight suit's ripped. <laughs> you know, there's a burn burn hole in my pants. I, I'm all about comedy wrestling, so I, I think I could get that gimmick over, brother. 
Are you gonna, <laughs> brother? Are you gonna run down to the ring as well and just fall over halfway down the entrance ramp? That'd be fucking so funny, mate. I'd that fall would for- probably just happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I was just shots fired. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we've got a whole <laughs> fucking pay per view to fire some shots back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until she falls asleep an hour and a half in, like. Oh. But I was no. gonna say that I, I wouldn't make it to the ramp. I'd fall through the screen. <laughs> Or the pyro's going off and you set yourself on fire. Oh, oh, shit. There's been a couple of people that have done that in wrestling. Yeah, there is. Undertaker's one of them. Yeah, yeah. I remember Uh, that. He's coming down, like, really slowly and I think he sets his coat on fire and he just fucking flails his coat (laughs) off like that. It's hilarious. There was another one. When he made his return at WrestleMania 20, he was just coming down. He had all the druids and all the players and all that. And the... The, uh, he had like a longer trench coat and the bottom of it was set afire and you just see this fucking guy just run down quickly a fire extinguisher and, and put it out and then run back <laughs> and uh, tri- just adds to the smoke anyway yeah and Triple H okay it wasn't the, the it wasn't fireworks it were the kind of pyrotechnics it was the dry ice he got severely burnt by that at oh. a Wrestlemania yeah and still wrestled the match and he's, like, his torso's all red and everything. It, it looked really fucking nasty. And he still wrestled. I think he was actually wrestling uh, Brock Lesnar that night as well. Oh, so, stiff. No yeah, way. He, he didn't have a good <laughs> night. No, no, definitely not. Still, it is what it is. These guys, they put themselves through that for a lot of fucking money. So I I, I find it hard to, to sympathise with them, to be perfectly honest. Um. Anyway, let's let's jump into this. We've spent ten minutes of introducing everybody. Let's jump into this pay per view. We're going to let Beth do a little uh, three, two, one countdown. When she says play, we're all going to play as per usual on the WWE Network. You can join us by going to WCW and picking Bash at the Beach nineteen ninety six. If you're on Peacock, well, fuck knows. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know so. a dodgy website. Just DM me, yo. <laughs> oh yeah there you go then so hit pause dm brian and then come back when you can get it downloaded or you streamed. have to say your in the message when your. you dm brian please say your or say hey your because it's now <laughs> it's now that time to say hey your so when you are ready beautiful beth blade and the beautiful disaster um <laughs> give us a three two one and a play three two one play It seems redundant now. I've made that joke three times. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott is a handsome redundant. bastard. Yeah. I were actually saying to myself uh, <laughs> that <laughs> this is the most 90s intro ever. It's like an episode of Cops. Oh, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Oh, the weirdest thing in the world is as well, sometime in 1997, them two actually sing bad boys on Nitro. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, bad boys, bad. Obviously, Scott Hall's drunk and it's hilarious, but yeah. So here we are at some sort of 6,000 seater arena. Oh, it's in Tampa Bay, isn't it? Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay in Florida. Is it Tampa Bay? No, it's uh, Daytona, Daytona Beach. Beach. Daytona Beach. Yeah, that's it's the Florida Ocean also. Center. It's <laughs> it is yeah. in Florida, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where Hogan lives, you see. So, well, Ma- Macho lives there. Well, it sounds like a lot of them live in Florida. Bobby yeah, the Brain Heenan, Tony Schiavone looks like he's going to a wedding, and Dusty Rhodes looks like uh, he's come from a funeral. 
Have you seen that jacket on Tony Schiavone? <laughs> it's not his, is it? You know, it, it's it's like three sizes too big. It's Dusty's. It's kind of mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like you know when you started high school and your mum taught you to get your school blazer, and obviously you want to they want to save money, right? Yeah. They just say, oh yeah, you're growing to this. Yeah. You know, it, it, basically his mum's just taking him shopping. That's pretty much and it. And said, Tony, you're growing to this. Never mind that he's in his mid-30s here. Yeah, come. To, how long's your contract at WCW? Oh, it runs until 2002. Oh, well, you'll grow into it by 2002. Yeah, just in case you put a, a couple of pounds on. Yeah. All that, all that WCW catering. Oh, well, speaking of catering, uh, we've got a few beers on the go. And I'm going to ask Brian today because he's, he's finally took the plunge after... A lot of arm drags and arm bars to finally get some top rope brewing. So today, I've got to ask, which one have you gone for? Uh, so in the debut of the top rope test, um, or the TRTT, or the TURT, turt. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it just sounds like a, a an Irish tart, doesn't it, TURT? <laughs> Your TURT. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of 316 day, as it was two days ago, I have gone for the Cold Stone Cream Austin. The the original, not the chocolate orange the one. The original, yes. Uh, Good shout. Yes. Uh, the one that you've championed for quite a while, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get a sound bite of this bad boy. Who is this? This is Psychosis, and he was one of my favourite WCW wrestlers. I was going to say, it feels like I'm on an acid trip just looking at him. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. a good IPA, that. Oh, yes. It's one of the best. Um, I've bought a can for, like, so many people. Well, not so many people. Maybe four or five different people, and I've never had bad feedback. I will say, my jeans are enjoying it just as much as I am. Just a spot. Did it get a bit excited, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got quite excited, yes. Uh, I'm drinking cream, and, uh, yeah, let's not finish that joke, Brian. There's a yeah, woman present. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She's heard, she's heard all the podcasts. Woman, she's heard uh... all the podcasts before, so we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, just I got a slight. I got a slight splatter. That was it. <laughs> splatter. What a word. There's a lot of colours splattered through this. I miss this. It's just fun and bright and colourful. Full and bright and colourful. Yep. And just nonsensical. Oh, oh. slap to the face of Rey Mysterio Jr. Who's that jumping out the sky? R E Y Mysterio. Like Demi Moore. Who? Demi Moore. <laughs> Nothing like it. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Not bat. Dusty, you are correct. <laughs> See, this is a shame that I've I've got the sound down completely for this because Dusty's commentary is... I've heard a bit of his commentary before and it's delightful as it is bad. Yeah, yeah, it can be, yeah. The thing is, as well, uh, it went too too long ago, was it, that um, Cody put a tweet out, um, might have been what, last December, maybe, something like that, and they were talking about Starcade 97, and they were just like, when he says the crowning jewel of WCW, uh, he said it's just like the most iconic, you know, thing that ever came out of Dusty's mouth, and, and probably the most iconic thing you'll ever hear on WCW TV, to be perfectly honest. That's how much of a fan I am. I, I can recite that commentary all the way through that match. <laughs> like people can recite album lyrics and, and and films and stuff like that. I can recite commentary 
from the entire main event at Starcade '97. I mean, speak for yourself, mate. Like, I can't recite like any conversation I had yesterday. <laughs> like, we we talk about what we've said on the podcast, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, did I say this? Did I say this before? Did I say that before? Don't know. Not without listening <laughs> it back. Yeah. So lots of, lots of holes in this one at this moment in time. And obviously this is when Rey Mysterio could go and he's a lot less weighty. Um, we're going to see some good stuff from Rey in the f- near in the near future, actually. Who the fuck is this referee? I have absolutely no idea. It looks like... Oh my God, it looks like Rick Astley. It looks like Rick for fuck's sake. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Never gonna, Never gonna count you out. out. <laughs> <laughs> we had the same thought process there, Brian. Ooh, okay, now we might need to drop Mike from the podcast. <laughs> it's one of them hard poor ones, so I've got to dunk it straight in. Really? Yeah, you don't you don't do it slowly. You have to look. It tells you on the side. Straight in. Wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, hard poor. Hard poor. That's what they call it, hardcore. That's how you're supposed to pour it. Hardcore pour. That's going to overflow like a motherfucker. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. You know the how spit- you had a splatter, Brian? <laughs> oh, has he had an accident? No. Oh, fucking hell. Ow. Oh, head in the guardrail. Very nice. Tremendous Jesus suicide dive. Christ. He's feeling that. I've, I don't think he meant to do that, did he? No, he did uh, not. No, definitely not. Pause yeah, it. just to clarify for the listeners at home, if you aren't watching along, and if you aren't, why not? Psychosis just did a suicide dive and nearly committed suicide doing it. His head just went crashing into the bottom of the guardrail, the bar at the bottom, not the actual thin bars. It's the bar at the bottom. It's like the hardest part of the guardrail, the basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. And, and he's not... completely fine. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just shaking it off. Yeah. You know, considering some of the things these wrestlers do, I can't believe there's not been more deaths during a match. Yeah. It, very they, lucky. They are very rare, very limited. There have been, you know, uh, Rey Mysterio, actually. There was one. There was one in a Rey Mysterio match. Wow. I think he 619 the guy, didn't he? And he died. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um... I can't remember Somewhere in Mexico, it went on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, per, uh, Perro Jr., I can't remember his name, yeah. Yeah. Conan gets a lot of flack for his death as well because they didn't have any EMTs. He had no medical staff at the show at all. And Conan, Ugh. in a panic, shook him. Oh, fucking Oh, that's hell. the worst thing you can do. I know. But I, I try to think, like, what his mindset would have been in that moment. Like... Mm, mm. He's not a trained EMT after all, and yeah. he's just seen a guy. In his, from what he's seen, has probably just been knocked unconscious. He's not thought yeah. of anything he's not more serious about than his that. Spine. You know, so you know, I, I think that flack is undeserved, personally. But public you know. service announcement: if somebody does some damage to their neck or back, do not shake them. Put if them the- in the recovery position, or don't move them at all. Yeah, it might make it worse. Yeah, exactly. If they're prone and they're unconscious, don't shake them. That is the better. That I think that's the best advice you can give, really, just in case, because you just don't know. You shouldn't shake well, anybody like that. 
back in the ring here. Uh, well, actually not in the ring. What the commentators are saying is Eric Bischoff is not at Bash at the Beach 1996 and they're not even sure he's in Daytona at this moment in time. Uh, that uh, So much for him saying that he weren't scared on the yeah. Nitro <laughs> six days before this. That's it. <laughs> and that does segue us into Eric Bischoff going into the WWE Hall of Fame 2021. Obviously, we were talking last week about Molly Holly, a.k.a. Nora Greenwall, going into the Hall of Fame. And it's going to be Eric Bischoff as well going in, as you rightly pointed out to me earlier on as well, because they'll be doing last year's ceremony this year as well. The NWO are going in as the class of 2020, and Eric Bischoff's going in as the class of 2021. Are we putting it down to the WWE bowing to public pressure here? I'm not really sure, because a lot of the public pressure were... Eric Bischoff should go in with the NWO, but he's got his own separate induction. And to be fair, I think that's a better call. And yeah, I, and I yeah. know it was important for the NWO. However, his contributions <sighs> go far beyond the NWO. His contributions yeah. to wrestling. Oh, fucking hell. Psychosis head is really taking a beating in this Ooh. match. Oh. Those, there's, there's no protection on those ring posts. No, there isn't. Back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, it, it's a bigger accomplishment that Eric Bischoff goes in as a sole, uh, sole person. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But Obviously, he, he should have... Uh, well, hey, this goes back to the debate we were having last week about people going in as part of... China going in as part of DX and then going in... Should go in on her own, of her own right. And then, I guess this is the other way around. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh... Springboard Hurricane Rana into a pin. You fucking but, beauty. You know, the Wrestling Hall of Fame, any Hall of Fame, it's all a lot of bollocks. They should already <laughs> be in. <laughs> you yeah. Preaching to the choir here, love. You really are. Yeah, it's pretty much just a ceremony to celebrate, you know, the wrestlers. And just any Hall of Fame, it's the exact same. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's just there to celebrate the performance. They do get a good payout. They get a yeah, good they payout get money for from it. it. Yeah, they get money for it, yeah, yeah. Not that they need... Well, there's some of them that, that don't really need it. But again, like, somebody... I don't know, actually. I, I'd have thought that Molly Holly, she'd be pretty, you know, pretty good with her money. Yeah. She's certainly not the kind of person that was on the road taking pills and su- suffering from alcohol abuse, I don't think. But having said that, you know, if it's an extra extra 50 Gs, 100 Gs in your bank account, you're not going to say no, are you, really? I think the one thing we overlook with the Hall of Fame as well is what it can actually do for the people going in. Like the ones that are on, are hard, hard on the walk. You know, they're down on the walk. They're going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're getting a nice payout, but they're getting the publicity from it as well. You know, and they will get booked to any any Indian, I believe, school gym, and that is big for them. Really, really yeah. big. You yeah. know, they'll they'll sell a few autographs, do what they you know do what they're famous for, even if it's just a taunt or a promo or something like that, and they'll they they can make a successful like post career from doing that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, then I imagine it can also be dangerous because somebody like Jake the Snake, don't, if he don't... got inducted, he's probably already inducted. Surely. He has, he has been. Right, so that guy obviously has issues. You're giving him a load of money to what? Go and kill himself with well, alcohol had, and pills? Had, had issues. Yeah, that, he lives that, with that, DDP now. Does he? That, yeah. Oh, yeah, he said he got clean with DDP. Yeah. But, That's the thing. You know, being booked for indie shows doesn't mean they actually have to perform. They just need to show up. They could just put somebody over. They could just do a taunt. They don't actually have to perform, and they could still, you know, sell a few, few, uh, few pictures and 
and do, do some photo opportunities and things like that, sell a bit of merch and make a little bit of money. It's not ne just necessarily actually performing itself. Scorpion Death Drop. Oof. It's a Scorpion Death Drop. They're not calling it Scorpion Death Drop at this moment in time, though. I'd have loved to, if I were a wrestler. I'd have loved to face somebody like Ray at this time because he's just gonna. You can throw him about and he's just gonna sell Ow. like a fucker. Like yeah. honestly, what a what a fucking athlete. And psychosis from the back. He looks like the White Power Ranger, and he's yeah. immediately <laughs> over. He's immediately over with me just for that alone. Yeah. I don't know. He looks like he's in Thundercats to me. Yeah, from the front. Yes, it's Thundercats, but Thundercats, but the Top back, rock. but the back of. The, oh! <laughs> Oh my god! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my god! Ray's on the floor, and Psychos has gone to the top rope, and he's gone for a top rope leg drop. That's—I've never seen that before in my life. Oh my god! Holy shit! Look at his hair. I don't know about Is Psychosis. That his real hair? That's got to be a no. Wig. I think I think that's his real hair. I do I think that's that's his real hair? He's got um, some volume. I don't know about that, to be honest with you, Mark, because, uh, you know, remember when they did One Night Stand, ECW One Night Stand, he had an appearance for ECW, and he took off, his, he was wearing his mask in his entrance, I should have said that, and he took off his mask and the hair was still attached to it, but he still had his normal hair underneath, so it could easily be a wig. I don't right. know. It's, what was his normal hair? His hair was just very similar to that, but there was nowhere near as much volume. Right. Because I was going to say, like... And there's uh, a hell, hell of a lot more life in it. I don't think that's real. Right. Well, it could be. Well, we'll, we'll all agree to disagree. I think we'll it's his real out. hair. But, yeah. We'll I do know that he's, he's got, like, really, really, really dark hair, though. So yeah, there's every that, possibility that it is, a, it is a wig, but... Yeah, the hair is too lifeless. The way, the way it swings around, there's no way that can be real. It just looks very much like a wig. Mm. I think I could make your hair look like that. <laughs> Get the curling songs on it. Seriously, I thought you were on about me then and like me, the fucking hair. That'd that's... be a bit difficult, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be a wigger. <laughs> I was going to say if she could do that, I'd be impressed. Ray's not had much offence in this so far. He's just been... Oh, there we are, 619. Ooh. That's his finishing now in WWE, obviously. That's just a standard move in WCW. It's oh, so, it's so nice. It's so acrobatic. It's beautiful. It really is. So how do people do shit like this? How do wrestlers do shit like this? I can't get out of bed in the morning without a five-step process so I don't hurt my knees. <laughs> yeah. And I'm 33 fucking years old. I should be fit as a fiddle. Ray to the top, psychosis on the apron. Oh! oh! <laughs> Mate, this is already better than the last fucking uh, watch along that we did. It says it says a lot that we've actually talked about the match a hell of a lot more than what we have on any <laughs> watch along previous to this. This is excellent. I fucking love it. I this is this is ace. Beth, we watched. Um, a TNA pay-per-view and, and they, they had the, what were called the New Age Outlaws in WWE Billy Gunn and Raw Dog they were actually facing um, uh, facing each other in a match and it was actually a fairly decent match as well and all I did during that match was just shit on Raw Dog yeah yeah I think I remember that yeah. <laughs> so all it, all it oh nice 
beautiful move. It's just so seamless from Ray. It makes it look easy. Speaking of Billy Gunn, um, it's well known. Oh, yes, there we go. Push off drop kick. Very nice. Um, it's very well known by all my friends and, and, and colleagues and everything like that that I am an ass man. Boop, boop. Um, <laughs> I'm a shout, ass man. Shout out to Luke Gilmore, uh, guitarist of Beth Blade and the Beautiful Disasters, for the. Oh my god, Ray! It's no fucking wonder you can't wrestle anymore. Well, you can wrestle still, but like once a year. Fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. That's a, he, he deserves like every, you know, push to the fucking moon that he got in WWE for this sort of stuff. Like, he proper worked his ass off, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Luke. Uh, what he got me for my birthday. Thanks to everybody for the birthday wishes as well, by the way. Um, what he got me for my birthday was a t-shirt that said, Butt Slot. Uh, <laughs> 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 I am an ass man. But I wasn't expecting butt slot. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna wear that. The first night out that we're allowed, that is gonna be the uh, that's gonna be be the apparel of choice. Uh, stupendous. Cheers for that, Luke. And and Brian over there got me a, 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 an excellent looking bottle of whiskey that I can't wait to crack open with him when all this crazy shit's over and done with. In April, I think that's when it's gonna happen. I think in April. Yeah. We can hope. We can. It might be in a back backyard or a back garden somewhere, but we're going to do it. I'm surprised these wrestlers can still have kids after some of the things they do. <laughs> Outside of edge for the top. Oh my oh god! <laughs> I love it. The crowd's on their fucking feet. This is fucking just. Sil- Did he win it as well? Yeah, yeah he won. Yeah, yeah, I missed the pin. I completely missed the pin. You were, your head was back there. My head was back there in in fits of orgasmic joy. That and was stupendous. That's beautiful. And to be fair, referee Rick Astley counted that pin quite fast as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that kayfabe now. He's Rick Astley. I, I, I can't see there's anything anybody else. But yes, what a great match that were. That was Fucking. that was excellent. Really, really good. Ray, Ray so fucking stu- talented. Stupid, stupidly athletic. Yes, like, show the replays. You do what? that. I mean. I like how Psychosis held his nose on the, on the side of his head. Incredible. <laughs> That's ace. That is just ridiculously good. A Frankenstein. This is called a Frankenstein. <laughs> Disenhorse, what? Disenhorse? Wow. Jesus Christ. Guys, go out your way. If you're not watching the watch along, just go out your way to watch this match by itself. It is phenomenal. And in the slow motion, you can just see the athleticism that it takes. Here we go, Conan. Now, you might remember, Brian, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago now, uh, on the Nitrogen podcast on the Nitro timeline, we were talking about Conan, and he pissed off a lot of ECW fans by saying ECW is shit. So, he's going up against the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, for the US title tonight. He's been the US champion all the way through 1996. Tonight, one, he pissed off a lot of ECW fans. Two, he's going up against Ric Flair. Is that why he looks so fucking miserable? Yeah, Conan ain't fucking coming out of this with a title. Uh, It's just... 
He looks like he's been wearing his glasses too tight on his head as well. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Conan always looks like this. Yeah, this is true. This is true. He's holding on to that belt for dear life. This is, like, (laughs) this gimmick is fucking awful. But in about, I don't know, in about 12 months' time, he actually becomes passable. And then in, like, 2000, he's actually fucking really good. So it's called Conan. Is it like Conan the Barbarian? I'm not familiar with this guy at all. It's That was Kate. No, that was C-O-N-A-N, weren't it? Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, we don't... I don't know. Either way, you said that in a year he becomes passable, Mark, right? Yeah. Well, every shit becomes passable at some point, so it makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely put there, nicely put. Oh, Oh. fucking hell. Oh, here we go. I hate this guy. He couldn't look any more like like a member of the village people, could he? Village people? (laughs) I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and now he's coming out wearing a fucking policeman's hat or... Crash helmet of some sort. I can't even tell what it is, but he's got that on. He's got the helmet on. He's got the sunglasses. He's got the leather leather pants. The sleeveless t-shirt. I thought the ref was going up the fucking. Up this the is going to be this is going to be YMCA on a fucking pole match. YMCA on a pole match. <laughs> How's your beer? It's really good. Do you want to try some? Yes, I do. That, that was, was not that was like, that was like, was like, was like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wank sock with the dick still inside wow. it. There's like, some nipples. Right. And I, a very, I very liked, I liked how we all said the same thing at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> it it's a like dick a on a pole match. It's a dick on a pole match. Vince Russo is just having a fucking field day over this right now. Well, it, He's it, loving it. To be fair, it does look rather flaccid. He's flapping I guess... about at the top of the pole. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this inspired the Viagra on a pole match. And yes, Beth, that is a thing. Viagra that... on a pole match? The Viagra that... on a pole match. Wow. That happens. Where the loser has to eat the Viagra and subsequently has sex with Tori Wilson and multiple other women. Holy How shit. Is Who is the loser? I mean, come on. Really? You lose, you eat the Viagra, you have sex with beautiful women. Um. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Well, we all know. Just, purpose. It, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. They made a fucking ten-minute match out of it. Like, well, t- it, it's it's worth noting that Vince Russo, considering that on his podcast, and I've heard a couple of episodes of his podcast just because I've got morbid curiosity. Man, I you feel know, for you. Put me out, me misery, guys, please. But yeah, um, judging how he speaks about his wife, he hates women, so he probably does think that's losing. What? I don't even want to know. I'll go crazy. Yeah, he just complains about his wife not doing cooking and all sorts of shit, so, yeah. <laughs> that guy still lives in the fucking 90s, doesn't he, really? I mean, come on. It's one thing doing it like for funny ha-has like I do to you, but fu- he's to be probably fucking you, very serious. To be honest with you, I don't think he lived through the 90s because some of the shit that he did in the 90s, it, it seemed more ancient than the 90s. It seemed like something from the fucking 60s. Yeah, true. So I'm intrigued to see how he's going to get up there. So he's going to have to climb the pole itself. This, uh, That's way too to... high. Yeah. Right, He'd have so... to break that pole in half. I'm not being mean, but these guys are wrestlers. But they're, they're not muscly. They are fat. He's fat! <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Bubba is actually quite... He's got 
a, a decent physique. To, oh no, he might be able to reach that actually. Obviously, Big Bubba will go back to the WWF uh, in ninety end of ninety six. Is it something like that? I'll go back to WWF uh, and be, become uh, the big moss. Ninety ninety eight. Ninety eight. Fucking hell. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. He, he redebuts for uh, for WWF at, I mean, at Survivor Series in nineteen ninety eight. How right. much or just, must he or just weigh? One. But. Beth, I've got a little bit of uh, tri- well, I've got I've got a question for you actually. How okay. old do you think John Tenter, that's the guy in the blue, how old do you yeah. think he is here? Oh, in his mid forties. He's thirty-three years old. That's true. Ooh. That's true. He's my age. Right there, well, Brian. You certainly don't look like that. So <laughs> you're doing something. <laughs> good <laughs> yeah thank god for that <laughs> I, he I, might I, have longer hair than you but it's not all over his head yeah it's half uh, it covers like a quarter of his head at this point is he point. still alive it, no he's gone he's gone past sadly yeah they're both dead really he, it, yeah yeah uh John Tenter, he, he died in 2006 from bladder cancer. And yeah. Big Bubba, the big boss man, I think he died around about the same time of a heart attack. Heart attack, yeah. Uh, yeah, 2004 he died. Yeah. He, he died of a heart attack. and it, Which is a shame because both of these guys got themselves in some really good shape post-career, mm. you know. Yeah, boss man, big bubba. He he looked great in WWF. He looked really, oh, yeah. really good. He was on course for like a I think he was on course for like a really big push as well. And then but, he got injured. Yeah, got injured and he got he actually got quite out for him. Yeah, he got quite quite badly injured in his run um post WCW and oh, so it he's... Just, and it just it, it just it, it just ended up getting lost in the shovel. Yeah. So he's figured out that the pole's too high, so he needs to release it to bring it down a little bit. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll just choke him with a belt. The referee's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a Big Mac and uh, <laughs> fucking like really. Fucking hell, he gave him an Eskimo kiss on the way through. <laughs> what is the referee doing? The, well, he's just being a moron, really. Yeah, WCW <laughs> referee one hundred and one, be a moron. Uh, this referee, Randy Anderson, I, I. I I, I I did give him a nickname. I don't even know if I actually mentioned it on the podcast, and I can't remember what the uh, nickname was. He could actually was. die. Uh, he's the. I think I called him Napping Nick. No, <laughs> it's not. No, I called uh, Nick Patrick. Napping Nick, and yeah. I, I called uh, Randy Anderson uh, Sleepy Randy. That's what I called him. Sleepy. But, Randy. Yeah, but, and the reason being is because both these referees, when they do accounts, if there's like a a blind spot that they're not meant to see, like somebody's foot on the rope. They can, they are in a position where they can clearly see it, but they purposely put themselves as close to the, close down to the mat as possible they to count see. to three to pretend that mm. they can't see in it. It it yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Both are really really bad for it. Yeah, the the officiating like it's almost as if there's like so Earl Hebner in the WWE was he was the senior official, weren't it? It's almost yeah. as if WCW didn't have a senior official to sort of oversee the no. referees, like to go and it's almost as if the agents weren't going to the referees either and smartening them up. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes it's just really embarrassing. 
There yeah. is a there is a, a, a small storyline with Randy Anderson uh, going into 1997. I think. Obviously, I, I'm not going to drop drop spoilers on it or anything like that. But suffice it to say, if you don't know about it, people actually phoned up Turner Broadcasting, like phoned up the fucking head offices of the fucking company that owned WCW to complain about this storyline, right? Wow. And it was f- just fucking stupid. Like, really fucking, it got really out of hand. That's, a, that's something else that happened a lot in WCW is that people started to think that it was fucking real. And they were phoning the police. And they were phoning Turner and they were phoning, you know, fucking crazy. I've always wanted to be one of those people who has enough time to phone up and complain about a TV show. <laughs> what, t- like, what TV show are you going to phone up and complain about? Oh my oh, God, did you see what Ken did to Deirdre? God. <laughs> you can't show that on TV. They've got to do it in the privacy of their own homes. Exactly. Well, people do that. You know, Ofcom got this many complaints. 41,000 for what Pierce Morgan said about uh, Meghan Markle. And he subsequently <laughs> walked off his on the TV show. That was fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. No, I, I don't mind this. I don't mind this because he's obviously he's low blow big bubba who had the scissors and he's using the scissors to his advantage to get him off, himself off the rope and to lower that pole. That makes sense. Yeah. So they've actually done something here that's that's a little bit of fucking psychology in it. I can't yeah. fucking believe it. I'm actually giving a compliment to this storyline. It's the and worst move f- ever. And to be fair, the matches that we've seen from these two recently, this hasn't been offensively bad. It's not been great by any means, but there's been a couple of good spots like that Spinebuster. Yeah, nothing I, wrong with that spine buster. I no, think Arn Anderson really, really just one. like gave it a little bit of a clap. Yeah. Randy Anderson's just like, I want I want to jump all over the ropes. Oh Why? my god. What 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 is Jimmy Hart doing? Seriously. I mean this isn't gonna work out well for him, is it? Is he gonna like wrap his legs around it? Oh he fucking is an old Jimmy Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, he the rope at school, didn't he? That is the most impressive thing I've seen from Jimmy Hart. I know, I know that's quite low. Well, that but you know, he hasn't got much. I've got the condom. I've got the condom. You know what? That's actually what he sounds like as well. <laughs> he has that shrill voice. Oh dear. Oh yes. Oh no. Oh, I thought you were gonna go then, as if Ooh. his shoes actually match his shirt. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, there'll be a tennis ball in there, don't worry about it. But it is supposed to be a what is it? A a, a something quarters a st- on a pole. Yeah, a stack match. of quarters. Well, that's it. Who came up with that idea? Um unfortunately it's probably gonna be Kevin Sullivan. Or it's if it's not Kevin Sullivan, it will be um Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, yeah, that's true. Oh my god! That's a nice touch. That that's a nice. And he just talks to him. He's just Money like for the ferryman. You motherfucker! Why have you done that to me? Yeah, I mean, you weren't a bad match. You weren't offensively bad. It weren't brilliant, but you know. Yeah, for all the shit we've given it, that's um, that's actually not the worst thing in the world. And now we can close off this storyline and not care about it anymore. And John Tennyson can finally tie. shave the rest of his head. <laughs> yeah. But no, fair fucks to uh, to Jimmy Hart for doing that because I didn't think he had that in him. No, not at all. You know, no. I that, didn't see him as a pole dancer. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I I don't like Jimmy Hart all that much, you know. But 
yeah, very talented guy. By all accounts, very talented. I mean, he can rip off a, a, a good good song and a good make theme. it his own. Yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, his way around a pole. Jimmy Hart is the guy that did all the music for WCW. Okay. Like, he created the, the, the Hulk Hogan's theme and all that lot. I think really he, good guitarist. Sure a, yeah, he's a fucking fantastic guitarist. Although Hulk Hogan is as well. Which is fucking, yeah, it's really bizarre Hulk to Hogan. say. Well, he was going to be in a band. Yeah, he, play Hulk Hogan yeah. plays bass. Oh right, bass. Yeah. I th- yeah, I that makes more sense. Yeah, he he, um, he he claims, and it's been debunked, by the way, but he claims that he auditioned and was initially accepted into Metallica. Yeah, I saw that a while ago. And yeah, it's like come, Bef- come on, Hulk. Before they took Jason Newstead on. And it, it, all of them were like, nope, never Who happened. Who is Cliff Burton with Jason? <laughs> Cliff Burton with Hulk Hogan? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're in it for the money. That's Metallica all over, isn't it, really? Like, oh, Hulk Hogan, we can sell that. This is for who the bell tolls, Jack. <laughs> I couldn't imagine who it the bell tolls, brother. Oh my god. <laughs> Star. <laughs> the fucking Match showing purple paint. and yellow. Just rocking that shit off. What is Luger doing? He's it... looking at himself on the TV and flexing because um, he's a proper narcissist. Like, that was his gimmick in the WWF, but it's a real thing. He's carrying yeah, it over. He fucking loves himself. Fucking. He's just oh my genuinely god. believes it. Look at those colours on Macho. It's just fucking brilliant. I love it. He looks like. A, a fruit salad. <laughs> if not fruit salad, no, no, not fruit salad. Um, uh, fucking out double Wally. That's that's what I was thinking of. Double Wally because yeah, like they have the purple and yellow refreshers. Refreshers like a drumstick lolly yeah. almost. Yeah, drumstick lolly. Yeah. That's the that's one. It. Drumstick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like a drumstick lolly. It looks fucking delicious. Likes just looks like a gimp. <laughs> and nothing, Sting's nothing just in the back looking. Really cool. Looking oh. tanned. He's just yeah. like, I got nothing to worry about. I'm just yeah. gonna let these guys make idiots of themselves, and I'm gonna stand here and look cool. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Let's get one thing straight, Beth. Macho never makes an idiot of himself ever. <laughs> he can get anything over. He can do a rap track about Hulk Hogan, and it'll be shit. <laughs> But it because it's savage, it's still fucking great. He, he can just oh yeah, absolutely. Over. I love him. He makes nonsensical shit sound fantastic. Trip the light, fantastic. Or <laughs> what, what, what the fuck was that? Beth, still you saying? Uh oh. Funnily enough, it's right, on. I, I was talking to a workmate about what I said uh, on Twitter uh, the other day, and what and what I did with uh, on the podcast with you and Gary Mark about. Uh, uh, artists these days have clearly taken inspiration from Savage with some of their lyrics. Oh yeah, because clear if you don't think that Macho Man, uh, you know the Macho Man couldn't have come up in a promo with something like "Big D stamp a big demeanor," you know, <laughs> you're fucking deluded. That they, they, every musician ever has listened to Savage promo and got inspiration to come up with the most ludicrous, ludicrous crap. And put it down to paper and then recorded it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, we could probably write a fucking great song now just watching macho promos. Yeah. You probably could. It's going to work out fine. Diamond Dallas Page. 
Here we go. This is going to be a fucking barn burner. Seriously, right. But I got a little bit confused because all I saw from the side cam was his was his uh, tights, and with the with the beach aesthetic and everything, I thought Shark Boy was coming out. Shark Boy, oh my god, he'd be like nine at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's in the crowd somewhere. Who thought that Shark Boy? Oh Shark no, boy. no, hold on a minute. He won't be what? nine at this point, Mark. He debuted in WCW. Oh, in about two thousand, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh God, here we go. We'll say nineteen then. Oh, so American. USA, USA. Yeah, this guy's gimmick is he shouts USA and then oh, yeah, that's it. You know, and he has a two by four. Oh, and he likes to tape up his wrist. You know, tape up his fist. Sorry, not his wrist. He tapes up his wrist. Well, he's taped illegal... up his wrist in this one. Yeah. Ta- you know, illegal weapon. Apparently, apparently, taping up your fist hurts significantly more than a birthist. Yeah, compressing the knuckles because apparently that's that's a that I just I just don't get it. Just hit I've, him with I've, a two I've, by four. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, he does well. that. He does that. Apparently, he's a good guy as well, but he does all this shit. <laughs> His grandmother was punchy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That, that's definitely dusty. The referee in this one is Nick Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. This yeah. should be fun. He's got rid of the mullet. He has. They, they've spruced themselves up for this new new day in WCW. What year is this? 96? 96. Mid-96. Yeah, they had mullets in 96. They had mullets. Like, last week they had mullets. They all had mullets. Mullets and moustaches. All of them. Every single one of them. Oh my god! Like that's it. Dallas is out selling like a trooper for Jim Duggan. So it's very red. He so, clearly went uh, sunbathing and didn't put any sun cream on. Uh, now this is what I love: the heel wrestler is fucking giving it large to the fans. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, a good heel should have a go at us. Well, yeah, that's how you make people hate you. I love DDP. The guy just got better and better as time went on. Okay, yeah, the 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 uh, stalking Sarah thing that was a bit fucking weird. But uh, yeah, well, what a fucking surprise! WWE didn't like a WCW wrestler. What a fucking shocker! But still, oh that now see now that was clever until he turned to the referee, and now <laughs> Nick Patrick's just like, what? What's going on? What's going on? I can't see a thing. Yeah, playing blind again. That was a great. You coined that phrase, man. You should. You should. I mean, that's a t-shirt. Oh yeah, plain blinding, plain sight. Yeah, we'll just have a picture of someone's face, and we'll just have that over their eyes, plain blinding, plain sight. In a black bar. Yeah. So he's cutting the. T- ah, see, see, this makes sense. This actually makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what a landing with that with the tape. It landed on the fucking ring post. <laughs> this is a little flicker it just went just landed there brilliant a big ham this is why <laughs> oh yeah they, ca- they they do call certain wrestlers big ham in fact uh, lollygagging wow uh, oh Doing that's very holly golly lollygagging that's very skyrim no lollygagging <laughs> but no uh, big ham uh that's uh, a quite common wrestling phrase. Uh, Roddy Piper was on commentary during The Undertaker's debut. 
and he shouted on commentary, look at that big ham hock. Ham hock. <laughs> yeah. This just, it just doesn't make any sense. Because DDP is American, so why the fuck are you chanting USA? It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh! It pisses me off, man. Like, if he's against Alex Wright, then yeah, fair enough, but he's not. They're both from America. Hey, 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 hey. I will not have any of that against Alex Wright. Well, he's not from America. He's from I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit, you know. I do not want to see Alex Wright in the ring with that bastard. I do not, I just do not want, I do not like this guy. Don't as long as Alex Wright is going over. There's no way Alex Wright is going over him. How many people? Not in America. Are, how many people have gotten over on uh, uh, Duggan on TV? How many people? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't I've, remember. I don't think anybody has. I think there's literally been like two people. Regal no. did, didn't he? Surely. No, he I lost. Think... Did he lose? For yeah. fuck's sake! Like seriously. Well. The Booty Babe's number one fan is at ringside. And no, we're not talking about Brian Bradshaw. Uh, it's somebody else. Where the fuck is the Booty Babe at this moment in time? Like, No idea. Brian? They, they took, Any they took... inside information for us? Yeah, <laughs> These not... guys are too similar to be in a match together. They're both wearing blue. They're both blonde. Ah, like... now, thank you. This is one thing that I've always hated about wrestling is when two people wear very similar colours. Like, it... Mm. it I, I do like a distinction. You know You remember that uh you remember that tag team match and I think it was oh is it Rick Fleur and it might have been Rick Fleur and Arn Anderson versus Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man. Uh and Rick Fleur or it might have just been a singles actually. Rick Fleur and Hogan were both wearing red and yellow. Yeah. Like Rick Fleur wearing red and yellow. Ooh. Which, oh fucking hellfire. That's still gonna hurt. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. You're ripping her an arsehole there. <laughs> Sean Waltman knows a lot about that. <laughs> He's done it like twice or three oh, times. Oh, my scrotum. <laughs> Could just do He's the Nia Jax. Right Could just do the Nia Jax uh, one. <laughs> my hole. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I, I mean, we keep coming back to that. I mean, that's like the third time that's come up in a podcast now. <laughs> What was that? Whole... There's a video. I can't remember if I showed it you or not. There's a video. So basically, Nia Jax, who's like a really unsafe worker in WWE, she's one of women. Oh, yeah. And I know. she's walking on the outside. Something's happened. And she just walks around next to the camera and goes, My home! Yeah, she landed hard. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, she landed hard on the apron. The hardest part of the ring, apparently. Yeah, minus the fucking ring posts. Like, yeah. and don't get people who say it's the hardest part of a ring. Listen, I've been in a ring. It fucking ain't. <laughs> Fuck me. Like the ropes are harder. Shit yeah. me. Oh, oh diamond, cutter. diamond cutter. Yep. Game over. If he kicks out, now it's fucking atrocious. Have that, Jim Duggan. That's right. it. Your career See. is over. I should fucking hope so. The one fan, the ECW fan cheering for DDP he's like yeah man oh here, oh, we, here go. we go who here fucking go. chucked him that right seriously who chucked that to him David win? fucking Penzer that's what I'm going for <laughs> that was terrible but it's a knockout punch because he tapes his fist up and now the ECW fans like yeah I like this guy now that makes zero sense what was the point in that he just looks stupid and petty yeah welcome to Jim Duggan apparently he's a face he's the good guy in all this he How? Does, he, your guess is as good as mine. 
let's say, like, if DDP goes over, what? If DDP goes over clean here, then we might have seen DDP at the pinnacle of WCW, you know, earlier than what happens later on. Obviously, we we all know W. DDP becomes like a, a fucking major star in like a year's time, but if he goes over clean here okay, and that's the end in of the it, background. then it could have been they're fine. Just, they're just, they're, they don't Damn, they've won. Yeah. Gentlemen, please come on in. Away we go. No more BS. It's a giant. Right. What I don't get about this guy is there's just... There's just no way that anybody can beat him, really, re- realistically, in real life. Well. So there's no excitement having a guy like that, to me, because you know that he would win. Well, the only the only r- logical thing you can do, and thankfully we get to talk over a Kevin Sullivan promo because he's fucked the last three up, uh, is basically you you put the giant on that pedestal beating everybody 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 and then somebody comes along and beats him and it's a big deal and it's a say they're basically basically just obviously the closest that somebody got was sting he was the he was the very closest uh i think it might have been at great american bash or something like that um but the longer he has the title, the long, the more and more wins he gets under his belt, the bigger the deal becomes when he gets beat, which is inevitable. Yeah. Well, it has to be, otherwise it's going to get boring. Well, yeah. But having said that, you know, you can just strip somebody of the title because they did something wrong. That's true. This is WCW. Anything could happen. Yeah. And I will say one thing. Kick him in the balls, he's going down. Oh, hell yeah. He's got bigger yeah. balls than most. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, that that's... That that is psychology. Kevin Sullivan's not, not wrestling psychology. What that is, he is doing just with his eyebrows. Which ones? <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> but... <laughs> it, it just like constantly fisting. looking at looking at himself in the fuck. It, I hate that. You could there's a monitor underneath the camera, and I hate it You're when wrestlers look, look at the monitor like they're more audience. interested in themselves. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, get in! Fucking get in! Right. I know who that is. Oh my god. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is his debut episode. It's getting a little bit rambunctious. Guys, that's Tony the Tiger. That's the voice of Tony the Tiger, Frosties. I'm not even fucking joking. Google it right now. It is the voice of Tony the fucking Tiger. Right. <laughs> that are great. It's him. It's fucking him. Google it. I don't care. Go uh, and do it. He's dead now. I believe you. Google it. Oh, that's nice. He's dead now. Thanks, Mark. Well, he is. He, he passed. He passed. To be honest, he didn't pass away that long ago. I don't think. What is Maybe with in the last those glasses? Does he think that? I, I don't know what he thinks. He's. Who Tony the Tiger? They're great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tony the fucking tiger was in WCW. I don't give a fuck about Dennis Rodman. I don't give a fuck about Carl the Mailman Malone. Ben I don't give a like, fuck about Jay Leno. Dead mean. He's like, I'm bad. Chris Ben Wall's like, I always like Coco Pops anyway, you motherfucker. You made me laugh too much now. And just one look at Orn. You know he's a brand plates guy. 
You he's, know, bra- he's all bran flakes yeah. three times a day, that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. very very simple, but it, it, it's a fa- it, they're effective. He needs the fibre in his diet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes his fibre. Well, at this point, like, Owen Anderson's got a massive alcohol problem, so oh, really? I don't think he has a problem passing anything sort of oh. through his bowels. Oh, lovely. I didn't know he had an alcohol problem. That's actually quite sad. Alcohol problems. They're great! <laughs> For fuck's sake. You're going to keep doing this now, aren't you? Is this Public Enemy versus... Collar match. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going for a beer. Right. Beth, you're going to be on your own because I'm going for a piss. Tag it out right, for okay. a minute. You can just deal with these entrances. So... <laughs> right. Okay. It, now this Call is a good opportunity. This is Put a good opportunity. What? This is a good opportunity because Beth could be uh, left yes, on her own and we could listen back to her commentary. So, yep. We'll be back in a sec. I don't know. This is like the worst, whitest rap concert I've ever seen in my entire life. You've got like a soccer mom going, hey, ho. This is just very strange. I'm back. Who thought that these tag teams were a good idea? Well, the Nasty Boys thought that the Nasty Boys were a good tag team, even though they're they're a pair of, well, they're not very well liked on this podcast, let's put it that way. And Pubic Enema, they're uh, slightly better. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, when you're editing, you will see uh, what I said, and their entrance, it was like the worst whitest rap concert I've ever seen. That's pretty much that's the gimmick. Are they from This Detroit? isn't gonna be good love. You are you are gonna hate this. I mean He we... looks like a fucking bad Jackson Pollock so fucking he, painting. He's the guy, uh you know that David Arquette documentary we watched? Yeah. He's the guy that starts on the photographer. Starts oh, punching him. He's a wanker. Just for no fucking reason. Yeah, I, by the way, do you want to hear my... He has a little dick syndrome. Well, it's funny you should say that, because one of them is actually called Brian Nobbs. That's the guy <laughs> with the blonde mullet. Now, the new one is called Jerry Sags. But I've, I mistakenly called them Jerry, Brian and Saggy Nobbs once, and that is now my... <laughs> na- that's my name for them. I said accidentally, accidentally on purpose. I knew what I was doing. <sighs> but... A dog calling match between four fucking people. How is this going to work? Wait, it's fucking Public Enemy versus the Nasty Boys. Now these guys work. They're fucking awful. I think... All four um, of them. They're awful. Ryan, Go on. Mark might be having an orgasm. Oh my Live God. Live on air. Right. <laughs> Why? I, I at least went to, you know, excuse myself and went to the toilet for a piss. <laughs> And he's going to have an orgasm live on her during the middle of the public enemy and the nasty boys. 
Mark, I have oh. a question. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mate, you're gonna you're gonna love this. This is called uh so it's from Siren Craft Brew and it's called Shattered Dream Nitro. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> and it is fucking beautiful. You need to try that. It's that. an Imperial Breakfast Stout. Imperial Breakfast Stout, but literally it was overflowing on my glass, so I had to take a big fucking swill of it and it was just like it was just like coffee and chocolate. That was so good. Right. I wish I could make Mark react like that. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, I need at, I need a cloth. At some point, he is very I, sticky. <laughs> oh, oh my! That's beautiful. Oh my! Oh, split screen. Yeah, well, that's fucking. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. Also, don't ditches. Animation graphics are wow. Yeah, I very, mean, Toy Story had come out by now. They clearly weren't investing in it, were they? Oh yeah, their their production costs went all on fireworks. Right, everything, everything that WCW were doing at this point were below par WWE production wise. Like it, you, you can actually see the cameras are quite grainy. Yeah, very. You know the the this light... match is stupid. Uh, yeah, that's every public enemy nasty boys match. How long did they last? Yeah, in bed, not long. Look at the size <laughs> of them. I am going to do an impromptu uh, turret. Uh, I'm going to get the um, the other Stone Cold Cream Austin. Uh, oh. Cold Stone Cream Austin. I'm gonna do that. Such a good beer. Are you going for the uh, the yeah, chocolate? Yeah, orange the one? other one. Because I've got I've got oh, the normal one. We haven't one. tried that yet. Yeah, we've not but had it yet. I think that's a newer one. You know what? I'm actually yeah. quite surprised that they put in that Harry Potter uh, one in the box. But they've they've got a new <laughs> they day have a one. Harry Potter no, beer. It's, it's Destiny. It's oh, Destiny. it's Destiny. Sorry. But we have a, yeah. it's inside joke. We were saying it's some Harry Potter shit, and he's just like, I don't like Harry Potter. I'm like, I don't, I don't either. So it's like an inside joke thing, though. <laughs> I like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's not Harry Potter; it's Destiny. Okay. But yeah, you say um, it's Destiny. I... Yeah, the game Destiny. What does that mean? The Destiny game. Destiny, the game. Not a clue. She shrugged her shoulders. She has no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's irrelevant anyway. Yeah, they got they put <laughs> two cans of that in, but they actually have a new day drink. Mm. Yeah, dot mm. uh, dot. Don't Derby Sour. Don't you Derby Sour. I've Don't got you one Derby in the Sour. Fridge. Yeah. They didn't put one of them in the box. No, they've stopped brewing them. Oh. oh. That's why. They were advertised on the, on, on the site as well. Yeah. Oh, can you buy them? Oh, maybe, this, maybe they've started them again. Yeah. You can get a keg of it. Oh, if there's no cans and it's only kegs, then yeah. Oh, no, there were cans as well. But I'm just saying they're getting kegs. You can get kegs as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've had that. Don't don't you? I think we've had that, haven't we? Don't you do be sour? I've got one in the fridge. I don't know. There, there's some nights where we end up drinking quite a lot, and then we don't remember what beers we've had unless we true. look at the cans <laughs> in the morning. We we have to flick through our phones because we'll take photos of them just so that we can remember what we drank the night before. Okay, that's, that was just, that was fairly impressive. That was, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one way to to embrace your surroundings, really. <laughs> yeah, nice soft landing as well. Yep. But look at that fucking oh. knobs. He's like, is that knobs or sags? No, sags. Sags. He's just straight back up again, like no selling. This is what happened last time. It was just no selling. Yeah, all and, the time. 
and Nobbs was uh, really going hell for leather with a chair. Yeah. It it, it didn't want that Is he fucking this... going to do it again? Oh, no. Nope. Timber. Nope. But he... <laughs> <laughs> fucking sags tumbled over. <laughs> Brilliant. I hate this split screen, man. I yeah. fucking hate it. The, I, I was saying to Beth how WWE, they had their production down by this point. Like, if they mm. did a split screen, it was pretty clear what was going on. Yeah. And they didn't fucking use it like this. No. Well, these graphics don't help. But So what happens? Does only one of them need to get the pin? Well, it's a dog collar match. I'm, I'm presuming it's just... Uh, the bets are off. Anybody can. The first one to take their opponent for walkies wins. <laughs> the first dog to have a shit loses. No, I mean, no, like no. you said, all these graphics here—it's it, just wasted space on a TV screen. I've always really said is. you should just have it down like that, yeah. have it cut it half in half. Um, what is it? Diagonally. Diagonally. Yeah. <laughs> I had to run through everything in my head then. It was like horizontal, vertical, diagonal, diagonal. That's the one. <laughs> but I tell you what, every single one of the 6,000 people in attendance here, I think it was 8,000 actually, 8,000 people tonight, man, I would pay thousands to just be in that position tonight at this pay-per-view. Be in that room. So let me ask you a question, guys. If you could be at one wrestling match through history, what would it be? That's an easy one for me. It would be the uh, Mankind Undertaker Hell in a Cell because Ooh. just and it's not it's not a good match by any means. It's just the historical ramifications of that match are so high, and I mean I don't mean like in storyline. I just mean like in stretching how far a wrestler can go like i yeah. i would i would just be interested Is to that the to one that's be- in that documentary that we watched and yeah where he goes off the cell oh, two times yeah brian it's horrible it is horrible what was the documentary name again beyond the mat be- we watched beyond yeah. the beyond the mat and it, oh yeah i was literally almost in tears man it's horrible but he put himself through all that that's the one thing you always got to remember. That's commitment. It's that's commitment. commitment. It's commitment. And to see that in front of your eyes, it's a fucking spectacle. It's an absolute oh, absolutely. I, I'd love to have been there that night just to... Because you, you can imagine, like, there, there would have been school kids in that audience, you know, and that... that would have been terrified. His kids were in the fucking... Oh, movies. no. His, his kids crying, that was oh, yeah. horrendous. His kids were, but there would have been kids in that crowd that had seen that and they would have gone to school the next day and their their friends probably wouldn't have seen the pay-per-view and they would have been like, mate, check it out because you, you know, I won't tell you what happened but it was something really special. They could hype that up to, oh my God, I would have loved to have just been there. That's a story you'd, you would love to tell your friends. Hmm. I did just tell a lie, actually. These kids, the ones that we they filmed at Beyond the Mat, was him against the Rock. It wasn't. Was it? it wasn't well, there was some that were Taker. It was in uh, the... the Rock. The, I think the Rock match was after the Taker one. Well, well after the. Yeah, Taker yeah. Match. You it were a mess, yeah. man. I'd, so the I'd Rock couldn't... one was Brian. Were telling me a, a couple of months ago, actually. So the Rock was in trackies, 
but it was because at that point uh, he just had surgery on his pecs or something like that. He'd torn a pectoral muscle or something like that. Yeah, we were wearing trackies. It showed him come off the cage. Though. Yeah, yeah, they showed that on the documentary. But yeah, they'd the have to. His family weren't there. I, I can't believe he did yeah. that. And just, uh, just for uh, to emphasise, that was in July of nineteen ninety eight, and the other match that you are on about, the the um, the I Quit match was in January of nineteen ninety nine. Right. So there was. You know, only a few months between them. And yeah. at, he had to, though, didn't he? And at that time as well, they had the I Quit match. They also had other matches. They had like a, I think it was like a last man standing match and the, or, or something like that. They had a, a ladder match on Raw. Yeah, they basically, they, uh, they traded the title back and forth. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't the only... Only, um, only hardcore match they went through. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the will cause table strikes again. That's <laughs> the second one. Why did he do that? Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it supposed was... to go through, weren't it? So he yanked him off with the chain. He was supposed to go through the table. What makes it more pathetic uh, is that uh, Rock did all the work in that. He actually... <laughs> it wasn't much that he was pulled off. He like, yeah, I'll do a sentence. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. I'll do a sense on through the fucking table that didn't fucking break. I mean, WCW really, really promoting like, the table. Really, well, by this table, they're just you can screwing two hundred and fifty pound man on it, and it won't break. Yeah, they're just screwing around with the wrestlers here now. Like, hurt, get the table that won't break. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Jerry Sags has called an called an audible here. They're like, yeah, you yeah, fucking got on the table. Yeah. The people came to see the table go through. We've said Please this don't before. Go through. Please don't go through. Just roll off it. <laughs> oh, yes! This is the best table ever. Like, the table wins the match. Come on now. Like, seriously. Jerry Sags is looking at this table like, you motherfucker. <laughs> this is great. Do they not, like, half saw through no, it or no, no, something? No, 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 no. That's a common misconception by people who, who obviously don't watch wrestling quite a lot. It's compressed sawdust. So basically, that's that's it's compressed sawdust. That's some very strong sawdust. Well, that it clearly isn't. WCW have gone to fucking TNT headquarters and just said, right, get us some fucking. We need some gimmick tables. And they're like, what the fuck's a gimmick? We have no idea. So they've just got normal tables. They've got. <laughs> they've gone to Home Depot and got a decorating table. Yeah, decorating tables. Yeah, although they look more like Ooh. wrestling tables now. That oh, that's oh, nice. That's, that, that's a good yeah, spot. That one has to. No pun intended. Yeah, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to make any puns about the nasty boys apart from the uh, saggy knobs. It's over. It's over. Mm. Sags has pinned. It's over, a, and now we're pubic enemy. No. <laughs> Are you calling them pubic enemy on purpose? Pubic enema. That's the whole a, public enemy. Yeah. Oh. That that's what I I I coined that phrase because I accidentally pubic wrote enema. When oh. I when I was taking notes a few weeks ago, I accidentally wrote down pubic enemy. <laughs> yeah. So he's got pubic enemy, and I've I've put enema instead of enemy. So pubic enema. That sounds not pleasant. It doesn't sound pleasant, does it? Look, look, look at like one of one of one of public enemy who literally kicking the oh, shit yeah. out one of get the a, tables for not going through. Get it? It's him with the chain. Why not? He's got a cushion chair. Like, if he hits him, if he does a normal chair shot with that, I'm, I'm fucking done. He has to hit oh, him. the table went through. Oh, fine. It didn't Third show time's it, a charm. It just For, went, oh. 
Oh, it's gone through now. <laughs> Watch Sags no fucking sell it now. Um, ah, fuck it, elbow drop him. Yeah, rock, rock elbow drop him, just to make sure the table has actually He looks like a pineapple. <laughs> Man, I tell you, these guys do just don't look good, do they? Fucking hell. The table that didn't go through. I mean, it's just like boing. Yeah, there's one winner here, and it's the table. I mean, come on. I did like that spot. I got. I can't lie. Yeah, that, that was that quite was pretty good. That was quite inventive. The fact that um, that uh, not Rock or Rock Johnny Grunge was actually holding it on the from the outside as well. Inadvertently, of course. It just makes. Yeah. That is really good. Well, wrestling. he's being chalked, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah. Real good wrestling psychology there. Uh, it was. It was. Considering we, the, actually, the four men. I can't believe we're paying compliments. To the Did fucking the fucking pyro come out of the sandcastle? I think so, Brian. I hope so. That was actually fucking pretty cool. It's Goldberg. Dun, dun, fucking dun, old. Dun, Goldberg's dun. looking old. Oh, they're protecting the outsiders. I thought it was Goldberg. Goldberg's debut. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he's not around for another year yet. Yeah, we've got a while yet. Fucking his hell. debut match was against Hugh Morris, I'm pretty sure. So. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one mean? thing. Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris. Humorous. Uh, what a boring name. Really? I thought you said Hugh Morris. No, Hugh Morris. Humorous. That's Just shit. wait till you see what he's called in 2000. Vince Russo. Oh, Hugh G. Rection. Huge erection. It's like Fire Shakespeare away, right? in motion. <laughs> Let me lick your love pump. It's <laughs> fucking spinal tap, man. This is the fucking Kiss fan. Like, you know, if he's ever on a Kiss cruise and we're on a Kiss cruise, like, I'm going to... Uh, man overboard, I tell you right now. It could happen. Right, before this match gets underway, I am going to grab a beer. No worries, we'll let Back you get it. through the entrances. Disco fever! Yeah, 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 yeah! For anybody who can hear any snoring or ruffling in the background, it's this the is dog. our dog, Remy, who regularly gets wrestling moves put on him. But he always wins because he has the farts of a fucking rat Disco Inferno with his gold pla- look at that that's what a gold gold record looks like love you know you're a musician <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently he sold one million of these CDs and we've yet to see one of them so there you go Disco's great though This so this is the guy we were telling you a few weeks ago you can't a, even do the hand he thing has there. a strip club and he doesn't even yeah. let them strip like how brilliant is that he, what I thought yeah. we were going to his strip club. Yeah, we are. They don't strip. They don't take the tops off. Not during COVID, anyway. <laughs> that makes zero sense. Well, I don't know. Just in case anything sort of spurts out on people's faces. I don't fucking know, do I? Basically, he was on a podcast a few weeks ago, and he said... So he owns a strip club. I think the commentator just compared him to Michael Jackson dancing-wise. He's like Michael Jackson. He could... Da- no. That's probably he Dusty Rose dance. that said that. <laughs> It probably is, yeah. 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 Right. The second top rope taste test is the Cold Stone Cream Austin Chocolate Orange Pale Ale. Now, I have to say before I even open this, chocolate and orange, 
one of my favourite combinations. So like jelly and ice cream, You'll jam. You'll have to and... let us know. Yeah, I will. If it's do. as orange as Disco Inferno suit. I'll <laughs> I'll let you know. But yes, chocolate <laughs> orange, my, one of my favourite combinations. So like jelly and ice cream, like jam and peanut butter, like Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero. Like that's how jam good. And peanut butter. I've never had jam and peanut butter together. I have. It's quite nice. You know, oh tomato and cheese. Like, but if it's on a pizza. You know, the, all oh, those great butter. combinations. Like all on those great. That would do me right now. All those great combinations. That's how high I rank chocolate orange. Jaffa cake, one of my favourite cakes, not biscuits. One of my favourite cakes. <laughs> uh, I love Terry's chocolate orange. You know, so I'm really, really, really excited to taste this. So I'm going to crack it open. Well, if you, if you enjoyed the first one. Um, We've not had the second one oh. yet, but I've I've heard good things about the second one as well. Well, I say second one. This is like the se- seventh one <laughs> wow. in in the line. I mean, how many how many cold stones have we had now? A lot. Three, the raspberry four. one's the best one. You like the raspberry one? There was the birth birthday cake edition. The birthday that was cake the last was one. Brilliant. We had. The normal one is just fucking great. That's why they always go back to it. Right, testing it now. I'm, I'm waiting for Brian's orgasm noise now. Just to hear some slapping. <laughs> Let me give it a second taste. Well, it's not bad. Um, it's it's really weird because you're tasting the orange before you're tasting the chocolate. The chocolate's like the aftertaste in it. it, yeah, it it's yeah. nice. It is nice. Mm. Um... Why the, obviously expect- the orange the orange is gonna hit you first because that's Yeah. Uh, the citrusy kinda yeah, yeah, that's usually what happens with IPAs and stuff like that, isn't it? And then but obviously it, once you've swallowed it, the aftertaste is the chocolate. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the the orange is quite overbearing compared to the chocolate. From yeah, it's yeah. like a hint of chocolate and it's more orange. But it is really nice. You probably have to make it a, a darker stout to have a stronger chocolate yeah, flavour. Yeah, of yeah. course, yes. Yeah. But it, it is, it's very nice. Very, very nice. Maybe we should be doing a beer tasting podcast. <laughs> it could be what, what this boils down to. Fucking hell, yeah, it'll get a bit snobbery. It's <laughs> more interesting than this match. Yeah, the aftertones are a little bit better than the first tones. Yeah. What is that accent, Brian? I, I, I was trying to do posh. <laughs> you sounded like, I don't know, almost French. Le aftertones. I Le know what you sounded like. You sounded like um, in the Last Crusade, where Indiana Jones is trying to be uh, Scottish, but he actually sounds French. <laughs> is he trying to be Scottish because his dad's Scottish? I think so. Right, that makes sense. And they go to a, a castle that awful. is occupied by the Nazis, and he wants to look at oh. some tapestries. <laughs> Oh no, the Nazis have taken. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. No, I was trying to go like more along the lines of Fraser now type thing, but it, it clearly <laughs> didn't quite work, did it? Yeah, it wasn't very American. How are you feeling about the new Fraser? I'm I'm open to it, and the reason why I'm open to it is because the the the, the series ending. It was quite open in itself. The, you know, it was open to interpretation whether. He actually falls in love, or he's, 
or, or what have you but yeah I don't know at the same time like some things I think are better off left in the past so I've got the interest you know but it's more like you know I, I want to see how Frasier turned out but another series hmm. like mm, I don't know it to be honest, at this point in lockdown, I'll take anything as entertainment. Yeah, yeah. this match. Yeah. Which is not very entertaining. <laughs> and that's got Dean Malenko in it. Dean Malenko and Disco Inferno. I mean... The, again, they've got the same skin tone and they're just kind of blending into one another. Right, they're blending See, into the one another. See, the issue I've got with this... But one guy's bright orange and I don't mean his skin tone, I mean his pants. <laughs> yeah. That says shake your booty on the back of it. Shake your booty. Shake so your part of the issue that I have with this is is obviously on the last episode oh! we covered. Oh, what a drop the, uh, Lead into this, basically. So Dean Malenko has put the title up against oh, hard work Bobby Walker. Mm-hmm. And Disco Inferno comes down. Sorry, that wasn't the last episode. It was the episode before. And Disco Inferno comes down and just starts randomly dancing because he's got this gold record. Um, so there's like record. there's a storyline there, but this this is just like I'm just going to beat you up for the sake of it. And there's none of that comedy wrestling that Brian knows and loves and appreciates so much. There's none of it in here. It's just just which, it's which, just Malenko putting a thousand olds on Disco Inferno, which is fine because Disco Inferno is a healer. After all, and Dean Malenko is a far better wrestler. And yeah, of course. But I, as much as I like the comedy goes... wrestling, I do prefer to see Dean Malenko put holds on people because it's it, it's yep. incredible. It, how he how he does some of his holds are you know absolutely incredible. So I'm I agree with that. I if there is, I agree. If there is comedy elements to it as well, it would add to it. I don't yeah, want it. That's to what be, I'm saying. I, I there is to... nothing. But, it's all one-sided. Yeah. This is all one-sided. Yeah. There's no comedy element to it whatsoever, apart from the odd fucking weird cell from the Disco Inferno. Yeah. That, that, he, he needs a comeback spot where he can just fucking turn to the crowd and just start dancing. Yeah, and the problem with this match is neither of them are faces, so you're not going to... You're not going to get the baby face fucking comeback that we expect. Oh, here we are. Now he's fucking... Oh, yeah. He's yeah. got a comeback. <laughs> I See now he needs to turn around and start dancing because that's what a, a, a silly a silly heel would do. Yeah. Dance. This is it. This is your moment in the in the spotlight. It's too tired it's to dance. I have nothing to add other than the fact you know when they get pinned and they shake their legs. Yeah. It just looks really silly. It looks like a Laurel and Hardy movie. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> One fine mess. Oh. Flatliner. Was a flatliner? It was a flatliner. Two count. Disco's taking this really seriously now. He's like three. He's like tried to grip him by the air and gone off. There's nothing there. Disco Inferno doesn't have a quiff like me. Yeah. Disco Inferno, whose real name is Glenn Gilberti, and owns a strip club. That we are going to. That we are going to at some point. Yeah. Where they don't take Did the top. Did Dean Michael just bite him in the balls? Because that's what that camera angle made it look like he was I, doing. Yeah, I kind of hope not, but. I, I, I really hope not, but I won't put it past Dean, to be honest with you. 
that was the worst Irish whip into a guardrail <laughs> that I've ever seen. And Dimalenko, yes. I don't, I don't think Dimalenko knows where he is at this moment in time. He's just like, <laughs> he's just come to the realization. Oh, I just bit, uh, bit somebody's balls. Yeah, I've made myself. This guy in the background, like, hi, mom. I'm on TV. Yeah, camera side. Oh, we've had some fun with the fans, haven't we? Oh yeah. There's nobody torch racking like their mates. Oh, at this that was good. That was fucking ace, that. weren't it? That was, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Beth Beth was next to me when I was uh, like writing the notes for it and stuff like that, and I've just I just cracked up laughing. What the fuck are you laughing at now? Like, look in the crowd here to rewind it. Look in the crowd. They're fucking torture racking their fucking friends. That's great. And I pointed so. out uh, the guy next to him like uh, a minute before he does does the pumping up motion. Yeah, yeah. they're organising that they're going to do it. It's yeah. just it's just hilarious. Like, so good. <laughs> There's some fucking fan doing the bloody worm with his hands in the background, man. <laughs> the guy in the green shirt. He's clearly... And we cut to a, he's clearly the capacity a crowd here. Of 8,000 people. Daytona Beach. The, the 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 crazy thing about this is like this is eight thousand people the night that it changes and then in six months time they're gonna be in arenas where they're doing like thirty five forty thousand wow. people like they fucking like six times the the amount that's so in this here is now. pivotal yeah oh this is this is the this is the pivotal moment in wrestling as a whole not just WCW oh, okay. this is wrestling as a whole yeah this is when everybody had to pick the game up it's fucking huge. And by the way, I it was... doesn't look like it right now with Disco Inferno versus <laughs> Dimalenko. Doing the fucking orky corky. <laughs> I know we're having this discussion where, like during probably the worst match on the card right now, and that's to say something. It's the WCW Cruiserweight title. I must say, uh, when you were on about the capacity crowd, the reason why I laughed is because we cut back, and all we see is Dimalenko. He's got a uh, Disco in, in in a headlock, and he's banging his head, and it looks like he was just listening to some Slayer. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it funny. That was a a really unique manoeuvre to say the least, Dean. That it look was, on his yeah. face is like, why am I wrestling this moron? Why did I just do that? <laughs> there was no... Slayer's another one. Slayer should have been on Nitro because Slayer had a they had a, a an agreement with WCW to use they, they used at least two songs. So there were two Slayer songs in WCW. Wow. Interesting. In fact, one of them was the theme to Thunder. Here comes the pain. Wait, was it Here Comes the Pain? No, that's a WWE game. I was gonna say that's a SmackDown game. <laughs> um, what was it called? Slayer. Uh, I can't remember. I can't. Oh, Netbreaker. Oh no, no, that's not his finisher at this moment in time. Um, he does use a stunner as his finisher. Oh no, you're right. It is here comes the pain. Oh, there you go. WWE ripped off the WCW. Fucking yeah. hell. It it took over the opening theme song called Out to Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a juxtaposition, isn't it? <laughs> to be out fair, to lunch with Slayer. Yeah, anybody anybody that was watching WCW at that time was out to lunch for fucking thunder because no fucker watched it. But yeah, fucking hell. It was I think that was a stock a stock turner theme I think that's what that was to be yeah honest. but out to lunch oh what a drop kick 
What a drop kick. What we're giving that, Brian? That was a solid nine, that. So fucking what? hell, a nine. Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, into a small package. I love a drop kick. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> small the, package. the spring. That's what it's called, a small package. <laughs> oh, the springboard into the drop kick was really, really good. Yeah, I'm quite what the surprised. fuck is that guy, the camera doing in the background? Just waving his arms like he were conducting an opera. The wrestlers don't stuff Orchestra. their pants. And it's quite surprising. No, because they're going to have to cup, aren't they? Oof. Fucking hell, that clothesline were a bit iffy. Disco's in no man's land, do you know? Oh, <laughs> what was that? And so's Di Malenko. Drop kick to nowhere. Uppercut attempt into backslide attempt into knee to the gut. Sold well. Kick to the gut. Double underhook. Butterfly. Power bomb. Texas Clover Leaf. It's game over, you know. Yeah. It's over. Sit down. Yeah, he's tapped out straight away. Like, yep. Yeah, good I'm night. done. God bless. I'm done. Dog. Winner and still cruiserweight champion, Dean Malenko, who should probably be fighting heavyweights because, to be perfectly honest, cruiserweights is a yeah. little bit too... Yeah, he looks a bit bulky for that. He's too good for it. He's very small. Oh, he's tiny. Oh, he's like four foot nine. Really? No, that's a bit insulting. He's he's probably like five foot four. <laughs> I, I've just noticed... So, that, a clear wait, foot would the, shorter than you. Yeah. Would the way um, Disco Inferno's eyebrows align, like ha- just this structure of his face, he kind of looks like a shaggy dog. Yeah, he looks like a a a, a, a hush puppy. Beethoven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Saint Bernard. It's a very disappointed face. Yeah. That's a good shot of that Texas Clover leaf, though. Yeah, it's very... like he's taking a dump and a half. <laughs> <laughs> a Texas sized dump. Oh my god. <laughs> If you were expecting Lady Light decorum, you knew you weren't going to get that. No, I knew. Oh, Joe, get, like, look at this. This guy is sexy as fuck. Look at his hair. It's some good hair. It's great hair. Look at that. That's, that's some rock star hair. Beautiful. He does look like he's just come off stage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's his persona, to be honest. He's been with the Rock and Roll Express for the past couple of weeks. Oh, so well, that would that make sense. sense then. But yeah, he's going to face off against Steve Mongo McMichael. Ho, ho, ho! Who Brian is going to fucking... He's going to love this. He's, this I mean, I'm just going to be quiet for this yeah, match. Brian's going to fucking love it. I, I, I Look at these up. little fucking things. Claws, pincers. We've got pincers on the fucking screen. Like, da 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 right. I, I was just starting to slump and I just sat right back up. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Mongo McMichael, accompanied by Deborah McMichael and a poodle. That oh, it's dog. that poodle. No, it's not the same poodle. Yeah, oh, what happened? Pepe. Little Pepe. Yeah, what happened to Pepe? So this is Little Pepe. Did, did Pepe die? Well, how is that? Are we not li- giving an update? How is did that? Did WCW not do a tribute show? What's uh, all this about? How they didn't do the 10 bell salute. 10 bells. <laughs> Inducted. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How is this little Pepe when it's bigger than the original Pepe? 
I have no idea. You were no idea. You were Pepe was quite twee. Come on. Maybe that's the joke, Brian. Maybe it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But I don't. To be honest, let's with not you, take wrestling too seriously. I don't think Steve McMichael had the the wherewithal to come up with a joke like that. That's a com- oh no. That's commentary off the cuff, off the cuff, right there. Yeah, either that or it's just Deborah. That would make us much okay. Sense. So, well, Mister pretty, pretty Boy ain't doing too good. Poor Joe Gomez has gone through years of being in the WCW power plant to face off against Steve Mongo McMichael, who's been given a job because he's a former NFL quarterback um, with no wrestling experience whatsoever, and he's probably going to be stiff as fuck. Uh, yeah. Don't make a sex joke out of that, please. No. <laughs> I mean, little, Gomez. The little pup, puppy's name is Ditka. D i t k a. That's what the commentary just said. Did they just say that the poodle was antagonising someone? <laughs> Did Steve McMichael just feel Joe Gomez's boobs in the ring? Definitely. That happened. I didn't. Oh, crossbody. Right, that's it. Pin. One, two, three. Nope. Michael doesn't know how to kick out of a fucking pin. Come on. Let's not be fucking... He's bleeding already! (laughs) I think he bit his lip. It's 45 seconds... It was Pepe. (laughs) It was the dog. It was Pepe. On the way to the the ring, it Uh, bit his lip. Not Pepe. Ditka. Ditka. Fuck. I don't fucking know anymore. (laughs) What kind of a name for a dog is that? Dick... What? It's very what? Russian. It, it was, uh, there was an NFL player by the name of Dick. I can't remember his first name. Oh, I see. Um, he was in the XFL as well. Yeah. WE's I ve- take it this guy's WE's number when he was into seventy six. Football. Yeah. Look that was Richard. That was his, <laughs> that was his number, yes. That's a deep V. The guy in the audience had a deep V before they were cool. Not that they're actually cool, but... Mike Ditker. That's the guy. Mike Ditker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that rings a bell. I bet he got bullied when he was a kid. Probably (laughs) did, but... Then he turned out to be a £255 fucking behemoth that earned millions in the NFL, so, well, fuck him. Yeah, Mongo don't know what the fuck he's doing here, does he? Where does that name come from? It's Mongo. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just the nickname they gave him. That's all. Where does it come from? It must come from somewhere. From Africa? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh dear, I want to Google it, but I'm not going to. Side. Oh, backbreaker slid off. That's Deborah who Austin chased off. After slapping her about a little bit. Oh, shit. Just so you know. Really? Yeah. So she left McMichael for um, Steve Austin. Wow. Bad call. Bad call. <laughs> yep. And she's probably young, free, and single now. She cuts a promo somewhere down the line. I think it's on Nitro. It must be on Nitro. And she gets fucking booed. Like the whole arena just boos her, and it's just it's just great heat. So good. Like even Bischoff said, like 
if half the wrestlers on the fucking roster could get the kind of heat that Deborah McMichael could get, wow, they'd have been booked way more. Mm. <laughs> Jawbreaker, sell it, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling his comical. Get up now, baby. You, you can tell Rick Floyd's giving him some pointers. That was very only fools and horses. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what you—that's what you want from wrestling. To be fair to Mongo, I mean, we're going to slag him off a lot, but that's the kind of stuff you want want in wrestling, just to break up the the seriousness. He's, but uh, yeah, Rick Floyd was a big proponent of of having Mongo. Oh fucking hell! Jesus Christ. Flair was the one that wanted Mongo in the Four Horsemen. He was the one saying, I, I want. You're telling me. I want. You're telling me Rick Flair wanted the very famous NFL quarterback, Steve McMichael, in the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I've realised what I've said. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously he fucking did. A small package into the ropes, the referee's not going to see it, obviously, because it's a WCW referee with a moustache. Yeah, Randy Anderson Why again. Why do they all wear dicky bow ties? Ah, that was just a, a, a... I don't know, actually. I think WWF were doing that at this time as well, right. weren't they? Is uh, it so ties? that people can't pull w- their ties? WWF have gone to the stripe ref at this point. Had they? All yeah. Right. The striped ref. I mean, the striped ref. The stripe ref. <laughs> the, 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 re- the referee... Yeah, the referees weren't zebras. Though, to be fair, I think a fucking zebra could do a better job than the referees in WCW at this time. Well, yeah. They'll just oh, stand, into the ropes. They'll Why just not? stand in the corner and eat grass, but still a better job. Well, to be fair, if they were smoking grass, Heenan was probably supplying <laughs> it. <so. laughs> the, 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 the very lax drug, te- uh, drug testing policy that was in World Championship Wrestling at this point. Mongo does not oh, know where the fuck to be here, does he? He's like, <laughs> no. he's all over the place. Oh! Gomez with a four Fucking out of ten stay down, Mongo! What is... Twice! Jesus. Jesus Christ. Do something. Do something. You've got to do something. Mongo, he don't know where he is. They've just reversed it into nothing. Sunset flip. He can't do a sunset flip. He's going to sit on him. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. It's a sunset flip. Gomez is like this fucking amateur. <laughs> Tombstone oh, power driver. Oh! With perfection. Who let Mongol do a tombstone? And, and it's I'm over. pretty sure his legs on the rope or near the rope there. It had to be where your position was. Yeah, I think his toes were under the rope, to yep. be honest. Referee, referee's not going to see that. Referee playing blinding point sight yet again. Yeah, well, pretty he's much. He's ruined his man bun, hasn't he? That's <laughs> disappointing, that really, isn't it, love? Take it from the professional fucking man bun expert. Ditka. It is Ditka. That God Ditka. God. God God. That said God, didn't it? <laughs> I didn't say it. No, that said God. Yeah, that said God God. I swear it said that as well. It fucking said that. I ain't fucking drunk. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, what percentage was that with those beers, love? 9.6, 6.5. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is as sweet as you like, Tombstone Power Driver, though. I ain't, you know. Yeah, his foot is clearly under the ropes. <laughs> he oh. pulled it out! <laughs> Gomez, fair play to you. 
Fair fucking play to you, Gomez. Yeah. You, Fair play. You said Mongo, you put him over, right, but... Yeah. He did, he did the job. Fucking he did hell. the job. I hope he right. got paid handsomely for it. That, that's half of the half of the job, isn't it? Half the I've time. Just, selling each other as well as yourself. Yeah. I've just realised yeah, that Mongo is her oh, down. Wow. He looks like Meatloaf. Mongo, he looks like Meatloaf with his don't, hair down. Oh, yeah. I'll take that as an insult. But, yeah, I don't like Meatloaf. <laughs> Look so at fun. that robe. That's very Luke. So, that robe, I believe, got cut up and they sold it um, with WWE 2K17 or something like wow. that. They put okay, it in little no. cards. The f- yeah, cool. seriously. Elizabeth literally just got out of bed with that one. Um, and woman's just got out of her fucking wedding. Mon- she's fucking... Woman's really going for it with uh, Mean Jean at this point. With Mean Jean's nipples? Yes, fucking... Stroke his chin. Stroke his chin. Yes! yes! It's I a mean, drinking game. It is, honestly. Nobody can cut a promo like Ric Flair. Oh, no. He's the man. Him and Macho. Him and Macho. He, he believes everything he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one thing that we can say about Ric Flair. He believes what he's saying. I don't think Macho Man at this point believes what he's saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no. Not at all. When, Which is just as well, really. When, when, He's got a little band-aid around his pinky. He always he always does that. That's really? where yeah. yeah. I wonder why. That's where he hides his blade. Oh. Yeah. When he when they bleed, the obviously blade, that's where he hides his blade. He notoriously grabbed somebody in the dick and yeah, you know where I'm going with oh. this. Yeah. Wow. Ow. Yeah. I don't know if you know about that, Mark. No, I didn't know about yeah, that, that, to be honest. That happened in NWA. I can't remember wow. who it were, but yeah. He never learned from it. NWA. Clearly. And from that point onwards, wrestlers wore cups. If, if, you, <laughs> if you can you can actually see right there, he's got a blade in his, uh, on the tape, on the outside of the index finger. You can actually see it. <laughs> Look at him grabbing her ass! Oh my God, Gene! Oh, you fucking player. Jesus Christ. It's not even on. You see, the thing is, look at woman, right? You've got the wrestlers looking at the monitor, wondering how good they look, and you've got her looking directly into the fucking cr- camera. She's right. just she's like, look at she's how sexy perfect fucking heel valet. Perfect. She fucking knows exactly what she's doing at all times. She doesn't need to check the camera out to make sure that she looks all right. At this point, I'm I'm more interested in what's going to happen between woman and Mean Jean. <laughs> it's much more interesting, isn't it? Elizabeth looks. Look at the way like she's... she doesn't. She don't want to be there. Right. Look at the way she's talking to Jean. She fucking wants a bit of Jean. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal isn't it you want to Fucking capture brilliant. a man so much that his hands stop working that he forgets that he's actually fucking doing a job and just completely fucking drops what he's doing yeah, yeah. All, all, I, all I could think of was that classic fucking uh, interview at SummerSlam where the logo behind him dropped and he just went fuck it <laughs> <laughs> that $200 an hour it's fucking great that. Oh, here we go. 
Conan is about to lose the US heavyweight title. Oh, he's got a new he's got a new jacket. He ain't wearing his fucking like Conan doesn't he doesn't know what the fuck he is anymore, does he? No. I mean that's a Treble A. He's yeah. got a Treble A logo, which is uh, a wrestling promotion in, in uh, Mexico. He ain't but, wearing yeah. his fucking Max Moon mask no more either. No, he's not, no. Not in bright pink either. But he's got a hashtag on the back of his head. So hashtag Conan. <laughs> hashtag piece but of no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was also dubbed the Mexican Hulk Hogan. He was, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that brain. That's what that's what that said then. Instead Did of it Brian. Say brain or Brian, <laughs> it said brain instead of Brian. No, I think it, it's supposed to say brain. It's Bobby really? the Brain Heenan. Oh, yeah. Right. I know. I'm, so you know. I know. In commentary- Sometimes it says Brian. If you see Brian, just say click yeah it, it has said that but i was gonna say i'm not on commentary here oh, i'm commentating the pay-per-view but I'm, I'm commentating above the commentary <laughs> see i will shit like this what rick is doing here just pointing to the screen and like, yep, I'm the man. He's a master. He's a master of his trade. Yep. He's selling it like he's a rock star. I'd argue he is a rock star. I just don't understand why his hair is like this. Like, he's he's party on the bottom and business on the top. Sorry, that is the perfect description of Ric Flair. Party on the bottom, business on the top. (laughs) That is perfect. I love it. I love it so much. I want that robe. It's a good robe. Has Mike taken a nap? Uh, he, he... He was letting the cat in and then disappeared. Mm. I'm going to assume that he may have taken a wee bathroom break. (laughs) Did you like my pun? Yep, very good pun. Thank you. Mark doesn't appreciate my puns. And so much, he doesn't appreciate mine as well. Just ask about Edinburgh. So much of Mark saying that Conan isn't wearing pink anymore. Yeah. That's pink a... stripes. It looks like he's wearing a little hula skirt. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks horrible. Bad styling. I don't really know what Rick Flair did to make Conan look behind him like saying, what, who's there? I didn't see him point her out. <laughs> oh, he went for another beer. That's what he went for. And for a wee. You were and right. You were right. Now, I know how long Ric Flair's entrances can last, so... <laughs> I'll take it this is the first tie-up. Yeah, pretty much. They had a skirmish in the corner and that was it. The skirmish. How incredibly 90s. Oh, Nick Patrick is the referee in this one. We did say that we were going to detail this from now on, didn't we? 
um, who the referee is, although I, we don't know our, the names of yeah, two of them. We know, so, we know Randy Anderson, we know Nick Patrick. Yeah. As much as I love Ric Flair, I'm just going to point something out, right? It's, he should be wearing a bra at this point, <laughs> and he's sagging everywhere. Now, if a female wrestler came out in that kind of, it, it just would never happen, would it? Oh, no, if she was topless, then no. In that kind of condition. I don't know. There was an incident, let's say, uh, of uh, an elderly uh, woman in WWE taking her top off. In Who night, was that? In night... Giving birth to a hand. Uh, no, that was a different incident, but... May... It's the same person. Yeah, the same person, May Young. I mean... May Young, who was not young at the time. She was in her mid-70s. Now, they, were, they weren't real boobs, they were work boobs, but she still took her top off, and yes, it was censored. To be fair, Thankfully. Moolah wasn't a pretty picture, was she? Moolah, no. Not a pretty picture, and... A bit of a cow. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how really to describe it, but yeah, she wasn't a nice person. Beth is all on, just so for you, you guys know. Uh, she is all on the dark side of the rings. We've watched every single one of them. We're about to start, actually, the confidentials with Conrad Thompson. Um, and then, obviously, the new season will be coming soon. But, yeah, we uh, we powered all the way through that. As soon as it was released in America, we were all over that. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. How does Conrad Thompson sleep at night? It's like he's got fucking, I don't know, about eight podcasts on the go. He's doing Dark Side of the Ring Confidential. He's appearing on AEW. He's got his bloody mortgage business. Like, that guy does not sleep. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, he's got people working for him now, doesn't he? So, if he takes two hours out of his day doing... So, he's got six podcasts now, I believe. Monday to Saturday. Um... Two hours a day, I mean, oh, it's nothing, isn't it, really? Yeah, but it's all Especially good. when you're sat in your tower like he is. It's a research. No disrespect to him, hey, fair fucking play to him. He's, he's you know, he's, he's he's built from the ground up sort of thing. He's, it's not like he's married in, no. well, he has married into money because it's, it's Ric Flair's daughter or whatever it is, but... Yeah, Ric Flair's Who's daughter. Who's he married to? Yeah, he's, oh, I can't remember her name now. It, um, it's not Charlotte, that's the important No, part. she's not in wrestling. I was gonna, no, I was going to say how many... Kids does he have? How many uh, kids does Ric Flair have? Fucking hell. Ric Flair doesn't know the answers to that fucking question. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a um Woo Big up and down. The famous story is the famous story about the Dudleys is that in ECW it was one big family and you had pe- you had people of all different ethnicities. Like there was uh, Bubba Ray and Devon, one who is white, the other one is black, and the story about the uh, the head of the Dudley family, Big Dick Dudley, was a journeyman wrestler who slept with a woman in every single state, and that's how he yeah. had many. Uh, that's how he had so many different kids of different ethnicities. Rick Flair is Big Dick Dudley. Right. So basically, he's, he's the, just playing bingo with American states. Yeah, Rick Flair is the real life Big Dick Dudley. He's Big Rick Dudley. Yeah, exactly. That looks painful. Surfboard stretch. So what's supposed to happen there is he's supposed to go on the top actually, but because yeah. he's a he's a he's a old heavyweight, if you like, uh, he didn't go all the way over. But yeah, so when they do that, it is one of my favourite moves. It's brilliant. The Mexican surfboard stretch. Gorilla press. Really That's a pretty move. good gorilla gorilla press from Conan. Yeah, really good. Just doesn't look good. It just. Uh, it he looks, looks like he's bizarre. got a hula skirt on. I said. And he has he has spelt his own name K O N A N. 
Yeah. So you might be right with the Conan the Barbarian thing. Well, see, Conan the Barbarian is a C because he's Celtic. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a... I'd pronounce that Conan. I also said that his name is spelt completely wrong on the front of his whatever you call it because it's single Well, that's what I was saying because obviously he's authorised We all know that it's double N. Everywhere he's went, it's been Conan double N. That's a single N. Yeah. So, but he knows what he's wearing, woo! so he's authorised that. I th- I think, personally, I think that it was supposed to be K-O-N-A-N. I don't know. But like, there, there has been stories of where uh, the people that that make the attire for them just get shit wrong. It's why hmm. in 1999 yeah. we had Big Show wearing... Um, oh, Liz has took a bump. Oh. Holy fuck. Oh, she's back up. Yeah. Don't worry about Horrifying it. Horrifying story. Uh, Big Show <laughs> wearing... Not the singlet, but just the spandex that were two sizes too small. That happened in 1999. They were made for him. They were too small. Jesus. Yeah. He got them from. Uh, he got them from AliExpress then. Wow. <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> clever. <laughs> what a f- that dude's like. I can't believe Ric Flair is this close to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at Conan just fucking falling off the top rope. I don't know what he was trying to do, but he just fell. It's because woman was shaking woman the ropes. Was shaking the ropes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see that. I just saw him fall. Yeah, no. Oh, woman was shaking the rope. That's a so shame. You just ruined sense. it. <laughs> we, we ruined Conan just falling off the rope. What? Damn. So yeah, this is pretty straightforward for Ric Flair, the 13-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion at this point. I can't believe he's held it 13 times at this point. Fucking hell. The man's a legend. Fucking craziness. Going back to what you said earlier, if if there was going to be two moments, it would either be 60-minute draw between him and Sting, or it would be the main oh, event no, for this. Shot. Woman has just kicked him in the fucking bollocks. Nick Patrick in the right place at the right time for a fucking change. Yep. And woman has just fucking need him in the fucking cojones. Well, I'm glad that he's selling it right because when Rick Flair fucking iPods him, he bent over. They love over. her as well. The crowd love her. Yeah. yeah. Um, wouldn't you? It's Conan. Well, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Anybody against Conan's just going to get over. And speaking <laughs> of AC, uh, ECW, there's a guy that looks like New Jack in the crowd. I don't like New Jack. No, no one likes New Jack. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like New Jack. That... He's wearing a fucking singlet. He's got a, a navy blue bandana on. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Looks like... Woman back on the outside. I don't quite know what she was doing there. <laughs> Irik. It's that re- really weird Irik she does. Like, yeah, the hair was in the her, way. It just looked like eyes. she weren't touching him at all. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he was just having a fucking seizure or something. But yeah, if I was going to be in the crowd for anything, it would be that. It would be either the 60-minute time limit draw between him and Sting, or it would be the main event for this pay-per-view. Just because. And that's saying a lot, because there's there's a hell of a lot of nitros that are fucking ridiculous. What I really like about WCW 
is that you're getting a, a lot of old ladies in the crowd. I did see her with her little glasses yeah. and her little... Well, funny, earlier on in the Psychosis Rey Mysterio <laughs> match, when he does that, when Psychosis does that literal literal suicide dive, yeah. there's a woman at the, uh, just right next to him, an old lady just <laughs> sat there looking stone-faced. Maybe this is like a very English, British thing, and it's a world of sport yes. thing. Because when you watch old wrestling, Big Daddy and Giant Airstacks and the Dynamite Kid and everything like that, the crowd, we don't even have guardrails. There's that old like, lady right there that I was on about. Yeah. She's right next to the guy yeah. in the sting face paint. But then there's so many old ladies, and they're just like, hit him, hit him, you know, <laughs> go on, hit him, like that sort of thing. And it's just fucking great. It's not something you see in WWE. Like, in, no. a couple of years ago, there was uh, there was an old lady sat in the audience uh, at NXT, and she was giving it glories to Tom, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who just went up and got in her face. Uh, but that's about it. You, you just don't see it. Well, segueing from World of Sport, the massive news that Doug Williams is coming out of retirement... The former TNA X Division Tag Team Champion, NWA Champion, uh, well, Tag Team Champion, obviously. Um, <laughs> man, I, I've met the guy. I, I I love him. I think he's great. Him and Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis would not be where he is today, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, without Doug. That's Williams. true. It's as simple as that. And I have the British Invasion were one of the most uh, entertaining teams in TNA. At the peak of TNA history as well. Um, and I still think they deserved way more than they got. I mean, Doug ended up with the uh, ended up with Fortune, did he? Yeah, briefly, I think. Fortune? We, yeah. Yeah, Fortune with AJ and, and, and Robert Roode. And, and uh, I think Nigel McGuinness might have been in there as well at that point. He was, yeah, uh, as Desmond Wolf. Yeah. I love it when Flair begs. <laughs> but yeah I've met Doug Williams he just sells it so well you met Doug Williams as well yeah I've told you about this uh, at a PCW event uh, I took a piss next to him oh yeah yeah of and then he turned yeah. around and offered <laughs> to shake my hand and I'm like nope <laughs> you've just taken a piss we wash hands go wash hands <laughs> I hope you don't think I were like big league in him like you know, I don't know who you are. I'm not. I'm not shaking your hand. You're just a man in underpants in the toilet. You know, I, I hope it worked out like that. It's just like, no, I'm not washing. Uh, you know, I'm not washing. I'm not shaking hands with some guy that's just taking a piss. No, sorry. Go wash your hands. There's people out there who would love to do oh, that. Oh, Conan's yeah, getting the figure four on Ric Flair. I'm too much of a germaphobe. If anybody's going to know how to reverse this, it's Ric Flair. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. Nick Patrick just sort of falling asleep and then getting up again. I mean, he's half turned now. Just give it one more one more turn and you're right. Oh, how much box. money do you think Ric Flair spent on bleach? No, that's his natural hair colour. He's that blonde? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so. Still to this day. Also, Has he bladed? I don't know who the no. fuck Nick Patrick was kicking. 
He kicked out somebody. I don't know if he was kicking at Lace or if Fleur, you know, I think Fleur had his hand on the rope and he just kicked it off, which is not something he should be doing because it's part of the rules. You know, you get your hand on the rope, your foot on the rope, you break the hold, you break the pin. Who the fuck was well, he kicking? So this is a thing in WCW. I've seen this a few times. Kicking kicking hands off the ropes when you're blocking a pin attempt a fucking, is, a, is a legitimate thing. You're a fucking referee. You shouldn't be kicking out with anybody. Yeah, no, if it's, a, if it's a pin attempt, if it's during a pin, then you can get rope break. But if it's a oh. pin attempt... Oh, looks like... A, I know, that was pretty close, that, weren't it? Yeah. Rick was having a prostate exam then. Well, he's probably going to need one at this age. Uh, <clears throat> he's got a real bad, bad, bad habit. <laughs> Shut up. Roll through clothesline. What the hell was that word that came up in the captions? Like a day show, somewhat rubber. <clears throat> Didn't even see it. Oh, it were a nice word. I don't know if it, it was, was a nice word. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was a real word, but it was a nice word. Usually they'll just put indistinct. Liz is up. The shoes are off. Woman's in. The shoe is in. Fucking hell, she ain't The use, shoe is off. Can't use this for The a shoe while. is something. When a woman takes her shoes off, you know she means business. Yeah, yeah, it's heel, heel tactics. Literally. What's she gonna do with it? Just wait. She's picking a moment. She's picking a moment. Well, Lizzie's like, uh, do something, because uh, there's not much more I can do with Nick Patrick over yeah, here. You just, know what I mean? Nick's just having a conversation with her at this point. It's like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'll, oh, there we I'll go. Have the spaghetti bolognese for tea. Thank you for the tip for the putting the garlic in. Now fuck off. Heel to the temple. Ric Flair is going to get on to... Oh, you sneaky, sneaky boy. What? Well, he put his feet on the ropes, didn't he? What does that mean? Leverage. Well, that means he's a dirty, dirty, dirty heel bastard. That's what that means. In in wrestling, it means that if you put the feet on the rope, it gives you leverage to put more strength in your upper body to keep the pin. You know, I see. Yeah. yeah, of course. I don't know if there's any real science to it, but in kayfabe, yeah, it works. With well, the yeah, height, the height, no, the height of his feet there, there is absolutely in, no science to that whatsoever because he can get his right shoulder up. Yeah, but for theatrics, it's brilliant because it's the top rope; everybody can see it. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, it's just ultimate professionalism. Oh, it's Goldberg. Yeah. Dun, it's like when you dun, go for a piss and you put, dun, you know, you put one one leg on the bath next to you, you know, just for a little bit of leverage, it pushes the piss out easier. It just <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, is that half of this shit doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't really work. That one, yes, I, you know, that one, it definitely does not work, and he does I mean, that more often what? than not. But the the other one. The other one where you just put it on the bottom rope. Like, how does that... How much... What? <laughs> how much do you think Coca-Cola paid to have that machine there? I think that happened by accident. That's why they're cutting it out now. Ah. Uh, speaking of piss... In a couple in a couple of weeks, in a couple of... You're all right, nothing's happening, so if you need <laughs> a piss, you go for a piss. But, yeah, in a couple of weeks, Coca-Cola are phoning up like, yo, we'd like to sponsor your fucking TV show. Who might be the third man? Well, the third woman was Beth Blade, and she's number two, <laughs> number two, in the uh, UK charts at this moment in time with Thunder. Just so you know. 
You're very sweet promoting me on your podcast. Listen to the album. Do it now. Get them to number one for a second week. Just so you know, there's no financial incentive either. It's just cool to have somebody that we all know and love involved in something that's so successful. Nah, I mean. Me and Gene Oakland's just talking a lot of shit here now in front of a lot of cops. This cop's really delighted that he's going to be on TV. Do you reckon the real cops, or do you reckon the uh, actors no. dress like cops? I think they are. I think the real, the real police. I've seen fake police, but they're real police. Brand fake them. police, fake police in ECW uh, look like village people. Yeah. Offer oh. them a box of donuts. Donuts. Mm. I could go for a donut right donuts. now. Donuts. Well, it's Friday tomorrow. Greg's Friday. Greg's Friday. Greg's the Hammer Valentine Friday. So apparently, I was asking about whether people knew what Greg's was outside the UK. And apparently there's some in New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Is it the same? I wouldn't know. I've never been to a Greg's in New Jersey. No, we need we'll to find to... out. Oh! Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit are about to get attacked by Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan and the Giant. Kevin Sullivan goes for the bigger one and the giant goes for the smaller one. Kevin Sullivan with a fucking legitimate chair on Owen Anderson's head. Whoa. Steve McMichael is out with the briefcase. The giant he just ran away. The giant runs <laughs> after ru- Steve I'd McMichael. Run away from the giant. Okay. Too. Jesus. Welcome Christ. back, Brian. It's all kicked off. <laughs> you you missed a lot, man. So the giant has been taken out of this by um, Steve McMichael, who's sub- subsequently ran away from the giant and he the giant given chase yeah, I act- Kevin right. Sullivan is on his own two on one situation yeah I actually did see right that now. as I was coming in the door I just saw uh, Mongo hit giant with a briefcase and then like it I mean wouldn't you I'd like it too yeah exactly yeah. oh the giant's coming back the giant's on his way back now he realised he needs to be here at ringside apparently and Jimmy Hart is here as well his pole dancing days are behind him uh, I don't- that court yeah. is horrible. I'm going to say, yeah, Jimmy Hart's pole, day, uh, pole dancing days are behind him. I'm not so sure about Giants because he's really fucking packing in that bloody singlet. It's really fucking poking <laughs> out. Like, Jesus Christ, put it away, Giant. It's been on a I hot d- wash, in the dryer and everything. I don't think he can help it. This is so bizarre watching oh, no, Chris Benoit changed versus Kevin Sullivan. He, his old singlet, it was more matte and it actually hid a lot. This one's shiny, so it just just fucking wraps around and yeah the the light bounces off it as well it just like yeah shiny singlet not a good idea they look like they're making out not wrestling I'm gonna make love to you Benoit gonna lay you down in the ring <laughs> wait there no. and caress your merely body enforcer it's oh. called the enforcer on Anderson yeah and we won't hear a word said against Arn Anderson on this podcast because he's been fucking delightful. He is a... Uh, scissor stabbings aside, he is a delightful bloke. Scissor stabbings aside. Scissor stabbing. Yeah, that's it, the Blackburn thing. Oh, he stabbed... He stabbed, stabbed Sivicious. And In the Sivicious furnace. stabbed Arn Anderson. But Sid was worse off. So there you go. Of course. I don't understand why they named a wrestler Sid Vicious. It's just really stupid. Well, it's more of a wrestling name, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but it's was a basis. Oh, yeah, but it's a, it's a wrestling name. It's not. It's not 
It's not a band name, is it's it? It's synonymous with the Sex Pistols. Well, I know that, but that's that's what Google would do to you. <laughs> if you type in Sid Vicious in Google... You're going to get the Sex Pistols. Right. You'll get the Sex Pistols and you'll get Sid Vicious. In the defence, no. at one point, he was called Sid Justice, and when he turned heel, they named him Sid Vicious. I mean, that's a pretty fucking cool turn. And you think about it. Oh, so I, th- I thought I thought Sid Vicious was the WCW thing. I'm, I'm, he came in as Sid Vicious there. No, I'm pretty sure back in WWE he was Sid Vicious as well. And then when he when he left for WCW and then he came back, he oh, was yeah, sci- psycho Sid, but without the P. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's gone through. Sid Vicious there. Go down there. Oh no, that's not that's not right. <laughs> Just end. Just Google Sig Ugi or Uji, however you pronounce his fucking weird surname. Yeah, no, we were we were kind of. I, I just wanted to put in Sid Vicious to see the first ten results, and it is all six pistols. So, oh, Chris Benoit's twatting Kevin Sullivan. He's probably a better wrestler than they are a band. So. Wow! Shots fired. Yeah, the Sex Pistols are shit. To be honest with you. Wow, shots, shots fired. Sorry, guys. Shit. <laughs> for any punk fans listening. For any of our listeners that are switching off because Beth has a fucking opinion. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say one thing as well. She like, won't be back next week, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'll say one thing, though. Unless you see Sid uh, Vicious actually wrestle, you can't really make that statement. Yeah. What statement? That... You know the sex uh, sex pistols are better better uh, sorry a worse band than what Sid Vicious is as a wrestler. Right, I'm gonna guarantee it. Uh, right, <laughs> considering that the mus- musician Sid Vicious couldn't actually play a bass. Yeah, but Sid Vicious couldn't then... fucking wrestle. So there you go. Well, who did what worse? We'll have to have but a. He is the master. Didn't Sid Vicious like carry on wrestling on a broken leg or something? No. He, he, it was pretty much impossible for him to wrestle on that leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took the pinfall. He was he took pretty the much L, done after. Yeah, like he, he continued though. <laughs> no, I don't think he wrestled after that. If he did, it was no, like... no. I mean, during the match when it happened. No, 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 no definitely no, not. No. I'm imagining his, his leg was like like this. It was bent like that. He picked it up and it went. He just went, oh fuck, like that in the ring. Well. If That's that to come, me. folks. That'll be in WCW 2001's timeline, and we'll get to that very, very, very long way away. <laughs> <laughs> if it were me, I would have cried and fainted. So. Yeah, he didn't. To be fair, that's the one thing I'll give him kudos for, is he fucking, he looked at it, he went, oh, fuck. And that was it. He broke his fibula, tibula? Fibia. Fibia. Tibi- no, in that's two, in your arm. Oh, which one? <laughs> two places. <laughs> And it curved over like that, and he picked it up, and it just dangled. It dangled. No, it's tibia and fibia. It's ulna and radius. There. There you go, my Katie, friends. stop playing. Here Whoa. we go. It's Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit, although it's a cat's ass right now. That's all we can see. Down. Down. Move. Make a decision. Quick. Oh, no! <laughs> I caught one. We just had a catastrophe. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, this is really weird seeing Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan sort of They shouldn't even be in the same ring. Yeah, but they are. I, I, this is like I the begin, beginning that. of their feud. This is where 
woman's essentially leaving the man that she's married to go and have an affair with Chris Benoit. That didn't work out too well, did it? No, not really, no. Neither did that on Arn Anderson. I love Arn Anderson selling. It's comical, but it's real at the same time. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's 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 unique. Yeah, it's like I I imagine if I got, go again. If, if I got kicked in the dick like that, like that hard, I'd imagine I'd sell the exact same way. It, it's the what did he? It's s- the football in the grain uh, in the Simpsons. That's what it is. <laughs> so is he still alive? Yeah. Oh, and Anderson's still alive. Kevin Sullivan is, Ke- yeah. Kevin oh, Ke- Sullivan. Yeah. So what does he think Kevin about Sullivan. what happened? Has he ever said anything? He's, from what I know, he, he's been courteous about it. He, he's been pretty much saying, like, people make rumours, you know, and all that, but he, he does say that it's sad on all accounts. Hmm. You know, he, oh, he, he, he just... Oh, he, dear. He, the thing is with Sullivan, is like, as Mark was saying a couple of weeks ago, is that... Ooh. Even after everything that happened, he still booked Chris Benoit strongly. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. hold it against him. He booked him to be a world fucking champion in WCW, which is a big bloody deal. You know, it's a really big deal. By all accounts, he just didn't really hold resentments. He, obviously, at first, there was going to be that resentment, but after a while, he just he got over it. Yeah. You know, he, he realised that Nancy was happy and so were Chris, so... See, this is where we're going here. This is where we're going here. We're in split screen and we've got Arn and the Giant in the ring and we've got Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan uh, just flying up to wherever the fuck they are. That's some sort of platform where the interviews are. Oh, oh, where the commentators are. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, this is... This is, this is where the feud fucking starts, really. This is where mm. Kevin Sullivan... Kevin Sullivan's... He's booking the show. Short time. Okay. So he's writing the names in the fucking it's over. columns. It has to be, right? Yep. And the match is over. Did, the giant gets the win. Yeah, we didn't see the ref t- uh, count the pin. No, <laughs> he was, not at all. He was off screen, but of course it was happening. Of course it was over. I'd be annoyed if I were the giant. For what? It must get boring just... Oh, Benoit off the fucking top! Out of nowhere! Fucking hell! The palm tree didn't stand a chance! Oh, that's vicious! That's got some tenacity. It was so vicious you could call it Sid. Hey! But why? (laughs) Oh! Why not? In his fucking head! (laughs) What the fuck, man? Jesus Christ! (laughs) He's on a fucking mission here! Oh my god! What? That was what a is... nasty tour shot. <laughs> he put his arm up and it made no fucking difference. It went through his arm onto his head. Kevin Sullivan was like, oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh fuck. Oh what? Oh no. What's he doing? Oh fuck. Belly to back. Off the top. Why the fuck He's not? dead. <laughs> okay. Alright. Let's put it out there. Let's, let's think about Brian Pillman for a second. Oh see now woman's coming out. Here we go. So this is where storylines stop now. Yeah, this is getting a bit much. 
Yes, you see, this is this is trying to break the wall, isn't it? So this is, please stop hurting him, stop hurting him. Even though, obviously, woman and Chris Benoit are on the same side. Yeah. So who's coming out now? Ric Flair? Giant? It's the Giant. Giant's coming back. Even he's saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's some realness to that. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. That's what I was going to say about Brian Pillman. So before Brian Pillman left, the idea was that Brian Pillman and, uh, and Kevin Sullivan were just sort of going to break that wall and make it more realistic. And now, basically, Chris Benoit's filled the gap that Brian Pillman's left. Mm. So they're doing the same thing, but they're doing it with Chris Benoit. Mm. I think, originally, the idea was for Brian Pillman to... Because Brian Pillman was part of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. And I think the idea was for this to happen with Brian Pillman instead of Chris Benoit. That was really brutal. Yeah, yeah. This is that's kind of weird to watch when you when you look know back on history. hindsight and fucking know what happened. Like fuck me. Well, Little gets to see the ref count the pin here. Yeah. There we go. Oh, it's referee Rick Astley again. Rick. Do you know if they use body makeup to hide bruises? I don't know. Love. You think they would be covered in bruises? No, not really. If you, if you know it's a bump, then you've no problem. This is why I can't be a wrestler. I, I, I'd bruise like a peach. Giant looks great here. I've got to be honest. Like Giant looks fucking... I look at that belly, it's wobbling a little bit. but Aww, Giant looks moving. great. Just because he's a big guy. He's completely intimidating. I think it says a lot that we got really quiet like while while all that were happening. It was very intense. Brian. I am here. Are we You deep in thought? Yes. Like, there was not really a, a lot happening at that point. Just you two were no. just like discussing what we've already really been through. But so, so this is recapping what's happened with the hostile takeover and the the outsiders. We haven't got names for them yet. Obviously, that the lawsuit has officially been filed between WCW and the WWF, and also the WWF and Scott Hall himself. They played this so well. Like, throw the toothpick in Sting's eye. Sting slaps him in the face. It's job done. So good. So good. You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> You're gonna die. I got a big surprise for you. Sounded more like Rusev than fucking Razor Ramon. <laughs> it there, did. But there you Very go. much so. <laughs> I got a big matchka for you. Look at the adjective. Play. Fucking it's not an idiot. adjective, Kevin. 
It's just great. There's a video you showed me of uh, Scott Hall and somebody throws a beer and it hits him in the head and he just carries on like he doesn't break. That wouldn't surprise me, to it, be honest. It was pretty good. It probably took him three years to realise a beer hit him in the head. <laughs> he, he was very drunk. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. Like, the guy had real problems. Yeah, just sat at home three years later. Ow! Yeah, yeah. Like, the timeline caught up with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bischoff threw that though, like yeah, that made Ooh. a statement, didn't it? That that was so good, and that was through a decorating table. That table got the memo. <laughs> Do you know what? I really don't like him. Where you go? I'm looking at Lex Luger. Uh, you're not alone. I I just think he's creepy, dull. Yeah, I I'd use the word dull as well. I think uh, I think Mark has a few nouns or uh, should we just say adjectives for him? <laughs> Look at the adjective. Yeah, he's uh, by all counts not a nice guy, Lex. It's not even that, just his wrestling persona in general, and he can't cut a promo to save his life. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a different story. Who is the We're here in the WWWCW. <laughs> oh, dear. Michael Buffer. So it must be main event time. Very expensive. Oh, yeah, £500,000 just to say it, ready to rumble. Fucking insane. 500 ready pounds, dollars. Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. 500,000 dollars. Talking about production quality, Beth. Uh, this is where the money would have went for the production on fucking Buffer. Yeah, pretty much. But i got to be honest, for the next two years, it fucking works. Yeah, and he fucking made his money. For the two years after that, it doesn't really work, but he fucking carried on doing it. <laughs> but then he realised in his, in his contract, it's actually... Uh, per event and not every time he says it so they started manipulating that a little bit mm. have him on Nitro have him on fucking Thunder have him on fucking pay-per-views mm. that's pretty seedy but, yeah. when you think about it it is but I mean if you're paying 500,000 fucking dollars a- yeah it's not like he's really being used is no. it Brian you know? no it's it, seedy in how they go about it but like it, it's not hard work just to say let's get ready to rumble is it no, no it's not not at all I mean no. I don't know I don't know how he tapped into that but fuck me I mean the guy's made for life isn't he really he, he just did it at the peak of boxing that's all it were like Mike it, Mike Tyson was about Mike Tyson went on his under 30 streak and he was there to call it there you go that's all it takes really it was just right place right yeah. time so he, you know, his his voice is more synonymous with that era than anything else. Look at that chest! Wow. Like, can you just no? If you love the rug, I do like a love rug, but that's a little bit more. <laughs> you love razor. It's as simple as that. I love rug. The, I love yeah, rug. Yeah, the. Uh, the name that Motley Crue didn't use for an album, Love Rug. 
Sounds like a fucking Steel Panther album. <laughs> it fucking does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's your next one, Beth. Beth Blade of the Beautiful Disasters present The Love Rug. No. No? No. All right, we'll throw that one in the uh, Navy pile then. Yeah. The Outsiders, so, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Not being called Scott Hall and Kevin Nash just yet. We have to Still ask. The Outsiders. As soon as we've got a lady resident on the podcast, Scott Hall. For the first time ever. Yeah. Um, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. What are you, what are you marking out of 10 for handsomeness? Uh, Kevin Nash is always the winner, isn't he? Six. Six? And Kevin yeah. Nash. Well, it... it's all right, love. I won't be offended. I, I probably I'm, agree with you, to be I'm correct. I'm not the kind of lady who looks at other men or women when I have such a stellar specimen of a man uh, right in front of me. Where? Uh, <laughs> the dog. However... There's no way to talk about the dog. What's all that about? I, I, I do like... You're ranking handsomeness. You're not ranking, it, ranking if he's better than your boyfriend. But he's not, but... Um, a, <laughs> It's all- and this is the thing. I'm not into. I'm not into blondes at all. But when Kevin Nash gets his blonde hair, and you know, and I also respect the fact that he 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 got his knees replaced because he wanted to bone his wife. This is true. <laughs> I asked him that question, and it was that's actually factual. But yeah, Kevin Kevin Nash all the way. Scott was like a bit more of a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a bad guy. Shocker. <laughs> no, no, but I mean in the, like, I don't know, looks-wise. Yeah. Whereas Kevin Nash is more traditionally handsome. Right. Listeners, I'm I, I, not staring yeah, at I, Kevin I, Nash. I apologise. Yeah, you went really quiet while Kevin Nash was cutting a promo there. <laughs> I, I, apo- yeah, I apologise, but, you know... Me and Mark are straight men. We can't really ask each other these questions without it being uncomfortable. Yeah, you can. You know, I mean, you we can, can, but it's yeah. like sometimes a lady's perspective on these things are more important. You know. So I imagine when these guys came along, there was an increase in the female viewership. I, I will say one thing, right? I did actually call Alex Wright you know a what dream I mean? boy. Like, so you know, and I, I love Macho and. You know, Sting's a pretty good-looking guy, but there's no really real eye candy, and then these two guys come along. Yeah, but and then you've got this guy. Oh. And then you've got Lex Luger. If you like muscles, you love Lex Luger, but it's a little bit a- if, if OTT you, for if me. If you like a dried-up fucking Gucci handbag, you like Lex Luger. <laughs> but no, yeah, in your defence, Beth, I did actually call Alex Wright a dream ball the first time I saw him, so there you go. A dream ball? Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Because he is, you know, I'm being honest. Is he very Aryan? He is. Yeah. <laughs> Ponder, blue eyes, fully German, dance moves. You say fully German. I think his dad so, I think his dad wasn't fully German. I think his dad was like English or American or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Well he's he's called Alex Wright. That's not a German name really, is it? Alex, yeah. It isn't. But Wright. I remember looking into it. Um, let's have a look. Alex, right. They're talking to the referee right now, who's Randy Anderson, saying, is it going to be a two count or a three count? And he's like, no, two right. count. We'll be fine with a two count. Right. Bri- Don't worry about he's it. He's British German. There you go. British German. There you go, you see. Yeah. He's trained in yeah, the fine arts of... Like, if you look at this, it's really good marketing. You've got a 
darker, dirtier side of things against that kind of like day glow, kiddie almost kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense. This is where um, we get more realism in wrestling. They like you straight. Well, this is the one. You stray away from the cartoony thing, and don't get me wrong. Like Stink and Macho Man can can work in any era of wrestling. It's just it, it's yeah. just how it is. But yeah. You know, I mean, w, it, w, yeah, w, you can feel the change. Yeah, coming. WWE were straying away from this kind of stuff themselves. At the top of their card were the likes of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, who are colourful characters, but not like this, not like these guys. You know, yeah, not cartoonish. Not cartoonish. They were, you know, they weren't animated. You know, th- th- those are the people that were at the top of their card, and WCW was still relying on these people, even though it was still right, so the, still works. But so, what's this third man thing gonna be? Well, so what a, happens? It's a two versus three essentially. Right. The thir- so basically, there's a third guy, but right now the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, think, you know what, we're gonna go out there and we'll be fine. Yeah, the kid. We'll be fine against these three because we're superior beings. We can we can take these guys. We've come from the WWF, and obviously that's not legally, that's not what they're there to do. No, the the storyline the storyline is Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were in WCW, right? So there you go. That's pivotal. That moment is pivotal. As you watch this, but basically Kevin Nash and Scott Hall think so quick. Kevin Nash and Scott all think, yeah, we have no problem fucking ticking these guys out. Don't worry about it. We don't yeah. need the third guy. Cocky. Arrogant. Yeah. Basic heels, really. And and this is a work that um that I, I do enjoy. Like it, it's not it's not overcomplicated. They're 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 just the heels, they're cocky and they say, We're better than you and we'll fucking show it. It's all you need to do, yeah. you know. You don't you don't need any more in a script. You don't need any more in a promo. That's all you need, and it works. And it will work in any right, era. Right. So this is scripted. I assume yeah. so. Yeah. I don't think you know Lex Luger is properly passed out. Don't, to be honest with you, um, Mark, I've actually noticed. Remember, when I was saying like, and this was months ago, that. You could see like Matt slight changes in Sting's persona, like it it, it just yep. stopped dying there. And I was, I was pointing out gradually, yep. you know, how things are changing, just because of the, yeah. the lack of trust that he had around him and all that. You know, he was being forced to go beyond his usual station and uh, in 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 ways like it, it was always a dude gooder, but at times he was always always stepping that line. Yeah, I mean, I, for I, me, I, Brian, I, just one minute. Sting at this point, he he's technically brilliant, but he's just a bit outdated. Not even outdated, but there's nothing to yeah, him. Yeah, he's still, he's still, he's like, he, you know, he needs to change. But I was just about to say to Mark is, is that I hadn't noticed this before, and it's just dawned on me. While he still maintained his colours. Like you Look know, the that. persona. Scott all going for him while he's on a stretch. While 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 he still maintained the colours and he's like his face paints and the letters he's he's actually just been constantly wearing black. And yeah for for yeah, like that's a, exactly two it. Two months now at least. He's just yep. been wearing black. Yep. So this fur is what I was saying all along. Like it's subtle changes. 
Yeah. They're not. They're not. It's not just an overnight change like people think. People seem to think, and I had this illusion before that okay, NWO came along, people stopped trusting him. He goes, you know, drops a colorful, colorful tire, comes back black and white. It's not. He's slowly changing before our eyes. Yeah, he's getting disenchanted. It's brilliant fucking storytelling. So whilst Beth is saying that he's stale, he's stale for a reason, really. Like, he's keeping this persona because it's all subtle. It's all subtle. He's making these little changes. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, like, if somebody like... like, So Beth's never seen any of this before. If, If Beth's saying it's stale, there's a change happening, you know there's a change happening, yeah. but you don't know where that change is leading to. No. Mm. Well, you've got Macho Man who's bright, vibrant, you know what side he's on. Like, you never thought Macho Man is the third guy. You never thought that. But then you could think, like, well, hang on a minute. It there's a reason Sting. why Sting can be the third guy. Yeah. yeah. It won't be Macho Man. We know that for a fact. He's too colourful. He's just... He's just. He's not pro WCW. He's just too colourful. He's a fan favourite. And also, it's never going to be him. And also, Luger's had to earn trust the hard way throughout. You well, know. yeah, and, but and, he, and he's, he's time, brought that on, on himself uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, he brought it on himself because when he came in, they, nobody trusted him. Only Sting trusted him. But, but because nobody trusted him, he made he gave him a reason not to trust him, and then gave Sting many reasons not to trust him. But Sting always stuck by his side. Even though he was still being yeah. a dick, but he earned he earned that trust back along the way. Like he, there's no, there's no doubt in our minds now. Lex Luger is a good guy. You know, he's he's not really been that guy that we've seen before. He he's been unequivocally good. He hasn't really stepped over the line. Well, now you see you see taking him out this early in the match. It, like but, so, there's so many dynamics to this, right? So I've got to describe this because. When you look at it now, right, this puts Sting over massively because it, it makes the Stinger splash like a lethal weapon, uh-huh. right? Because it's took it's took Luger out, even though he didn't hit him directly with the Stinger splash, right? He's hit Kevin Nash with the Stinger splash, and it's managed to injure Lex Luger. So in your head, in that crowd, watching this live on pay-per-view in 1996, you're thinking, Lex Luger's gone out, and I bet he comes back as the third yeah. guy. And-, and then you're thinking... What you've just said there, Sting's got darker, he's grown out the fucking blonde, he's wearing black fucking uh, tights, you know, and maybe... And maybe, he's also got a bit of fury about him Yeah, of course well. he does. Because when, when it was showing that um Because he's been questioned when he's, all the way through. He's when been he's questioned. slapped Scott Hall, yeah. it's vicious. Yeah. So Lex has fucked him over multiple times, we've already seen it. Yeah. They've been tag team champions and Lex is coming down and he's like, I don't fucking want no part of this. But every time Sting turns around to Lex, Lex is like, yeah, 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 you I'm know, on game for it. Obviously, so Sting could be the third guy. Sting yeah. is obviously, he's made a name for himself by this point. He's a massive star, but he's on. You, you're seeing him on his way to being an iconic figure. Yeah. But what you were saying, though, Mark, is what I was getting at, is that Lex Luger's earned that trust, but you don't really fully trust him. He's outside of the ring. He could easily be the third man at this point. Massive dropkick. But the guy is seven foot two. Wow. Massive. <sighs> that rope's got to hurt. Oh, those, those ropes aren't WWE ropes. Yeah, they're, they're fucking... They're cables. They're not, they're not ropes. They're cables. They're not Ow. ropes. They shouldn't have called them ropes. Oof. 
Yeah, if we're going to get into semantics, you know, about not calling them ropes, then they really shouldn't call a ring a ring considering it's square. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> That's why they call it the squared circle, even though there's no fucking circles. I think that comes from sumo wrestling, why they call it a ring. Yeah. Because it's a circle inside a square. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, it just... Can't take anything. If, if there's anybody I'd like to be in a ring with, it's Scott O. Because he looks so lethal in everything that he does, but you know it's all safe. Oh, man. Have you seen his punches? Fuck, no. Honestly, he just... He slaps. He, he doesn't pull his punches, he slaps. I, I, I don't think I could deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it adds to aesthetic. It's more real by that. But but if you actually look how he grapples people, the moves he does... They've got good facial snap. expressions. You know, they're snappy, but you know they're safe. It's like, you know... It's like they're actually enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's just really good storytelling, is that... It's just... This is crazy to think, like, it's only happened over six weeks. So from Great American Bash, obviously they turned uh, Scott Hall turned up on a Nitro. Uh, was it two weeks before the Great American Bash, and then yeah, we're three weeks before because you had the one week where Nash hadn't turned up. Because that's what I that's where I got them stuck there thinking, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've Scott... got six or seven weeks. So that's quite quick in terms of story. Massive, yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Bischoff didn't fuck about with this. He didn't fuck about at all. It was six or seven weeks, and he was just like, right, get on TV, and we'll just do Strike this. Strike when the iron's hot. <sighs> sometimes, yep, totally. sometimes it's the best thing to do. I mean, I know a lot of people complain that the, uh, the Hogan-Rock feud in WWE was quite rushed, but it's like, yeah, okay, it was rushed, but you got your moments out of it. You know, you got that big moment when they faced off in the ring. Yeah, Sting's I mean, getting his ass handed to him. Here. That's the biggest thing, though, isn't it? I mean, Ogun can't. He could, even at that point, he couldn't fucking do anything. Anything yeah. else? Like there, there is nothing else. No, this, oh dear. The story was rushed, but again, it's just the case of striking while the iron is hot. You know? Look at that, you see. So, so Scott Hall goes for a fucking tag there with Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is like, nah. So Scott Hall just whaps on a fucking uh, abdominal stretch. But what we do is we pull back. Which is a move I just don't like. Because realistically, that's just that's not gonna hurt. You know, that that isn't gonna hurt. I mean you can make a case that other moves that won't hurt look like they could. Yeah. That's just a stretch. Um, it depends yeah. whether they're twisting the back. Yeah, but they're not. And the shoulders. That's the thing, they're not. Aesthetically, aesthetically, it looks to to, to the average fan. It looks like it's going going to hurt. Yeah. But if you put somebody in it, it's it's probably not. But going th- that's the thing. Well, you just you rotate, that you rotate back. your hip back. Just, but then, it's but very one basic, point but... is, is that when they actually grab hold of the arm for leverage, it's like it's doing nothing. Mm. It's doing literally nothing. That's my point. It just doesn't look right for me, and I've never liked it. Feel bad for Sting. But you know, I mean, it, it's wrestling. Most moves don't fucking do anything really, but. 
But yeah, it's just that kind of thing. That I mean, that that's not that's not doing anything at that point. It's supposed to have his knee in his back, but his knee's nowhere near his back. But you know, I mean, that that's just like a personal preference, really, more than anything. Come on, Sting. See, this is... Right, Mark, hearing Beth saying, come on, Sting, this is where you know she's reeled in. <laughs> because the heels are kicking ass and she really wants him to make the tag. Do you know the other thing about this is as well, like, so these guys have come from the WWF and basically Bischoff is saying to these guys dominate these motherfuckers like you've it's almost as if you're fucking saying that one brand is superior to the other yeah and then when you form the nwo your brand is going to be superior it's Mm. such a fucking good dynamic like the psychology of it this is the reason why it's not happened since this is the reason because it just can't happen again it's been done yeah and if you try it again we remember yeah it's a cop Ooh. So look at this macho coming down with a fucking legitimate chair like going to stab someone. More fucking... More weapons that shouldn't be weapons in wrestling. No, oh, true. Somebody could get impaled on one of those. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm surprised there haven't been more accidents. It's a bit of a miracle. Going back to what you're saying though, Mark, is that the only time they really could have done anything similar to that and they never... They never went for it. It was in the talks and they never did it. And it was the biggest fucking mistake that WWE did in that era was making John Cena the man behind the shield. They made a a little shitty explanation that Paul Heyman had hired them and then dropped it. John Cena's lame. But uh, he he had that that moment to turn him heel at the right time and it probably would have kicked off again. Arguably, you know, at the time... It w- he was the top guy. He was. Like, yep. by far away, the, the biggest merch seller they had. And, okay, he, he, his appeal was basically kids, but he still had that appeal, and he had mainstream appeal, like Hulk Hogan did. Yep. He was the biggest yep. star since Hulk Hogan. People said Steve Austin. Steve Austin was a big star. The Rock was a big star. John Cena transcended wrestling. See, you know, but you, but I think you think that because you were in the fandom, Brian. No, for no. me, I, for I, me, when I was growing up, I knew who Stone Cold was. I knew no, who no. The Rock was. I didn't know who John Cena was. I know, but that, that that's a different thing. But he did have that mainstream appeal because you may not know the thing him, is but he did have it. That's the point. Like the thing about John Cena. No, the thing about John Cena is that John Cena was unopposed. John Cena didn't go up against Hulk Hogan. Steve Austin did. Yeah. At the pinnacle of Hulk Hollywood Hogan, Steve Austin came along. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So you had Hollywood Hogan, big tag there, to the macho man Randy Woo! Savage. This is where it all kicks off. But you've Pure got macho. you've got Hollywood Hogan versus Steve Austin in WWF versus WCW. When it came to John Cena, he had no opposition whatsoever. Yeah, the that's... guy was the biggest star on the planet. You're, he only, was. you're only as good as your opposition. Yeah. There is no opposition. That's the problem. I think that hindered yeah, him. Absolutely, I personally think it absolutely did. Absolutely did. But... Look, you can be a hero, but if you've got no villain to fight against, you don't go over yeah, as well, do you? But th- what, it, what, what we're getting at is that wrestling... Tell Vince wrestling, that. 
Right, hang on. You need to watch it. You need to watch it you now. Yeah. Big low blow from Kevin Nash to the Macho Man Randy Savage. Randy Anderson's like, well, what the fuck are we going to do now? Everybody's down. Start counting people out. And the Look at the crowd. And here we go. Hulk Hogan for the first time in 1996. He's back. He looks good. Yeah, of course he looks good. He's been fucking filming films. And he's back. And he rips off. And do they think he's gonna? He's coming out to help Macho Man? The outsiders are outside. Who's? Come on and get some of this now. Who's bad? Who's bad? Who's bad? Those little Hulkamaniacs can suck on their fucking vitamin pills. The turn has happened. His friends are the outsiders, the men that have just jumped from the WWF to WCW. Razor Ramon and look at Sting. Helpless. Just slap him in the face. Get down there. Yeah, it had to be macho. Because Hulk Hogan realises that Macho was double the man that he ever was. And he always had to get one over on Macho. He always did. It had to be Macho. And there's no official. There's no official. And as Dusty Rhodes says, you just sold your soul to the devil. There was no three count. Right, the obvious conversation here was Bobby Heenan said, but whose side is he on? And the argument yeah. is, is that what he gave it away. But this argument yeah. has only been since this. Like, you know, this is a conversation that has circulated on the internet. People were only saying that Heenan gave it away because you fucking knew Hulk Hogan was part of the NWO. Brand didn't give it away. He just didn't trust Hulk Hogan. He never did. Heenan's always been against Hogan. Exactly. So that, that's the answer to yeah. that. Anybody that's ever questioned anything else has not watched yeah. wrestling prior. But I, never I've him. never seen this. And I've obviously seen the run-up to this and the whole Hogan macho thing. And I wouldn't think that Hogan would be there to well, be the third man. I would be thinking he would be there to protect Savage. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sting would turn. Well, Sting was actually the backup. He was. He, he was. He was the original. Yeah, because they had a fear. They, they feared. It was meant to be. They Sting. feared Hulk Hogan would have said no. He wouldn't have turned up. Woo! That was close. Oh, this is this is the whole trash throwing. Yeah, so I'm going to turn this up. Brilliant! Bit, Absolutely brilliant. This. So this is where trash throwing became a thing in the nineties. Well, look. If you can get that kind of reaction out of a crowd, number one, you know you're doing it right. Of course. Two, you know you're going to make loads of money. Yeah, exactly. Hogan, hey. This is all ad lip as well. Like Hogan cuts this promo without a script, which is why he gets the stable. Look how smug he is! Oh, I hate his face. Me, Gene. The first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I gotta say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world 
have had just about enough oh. of this man, this man, if this and you want to put yourself in this room, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. And it came from that office. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north. And everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there. I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization a monster. I made people rich up there. I made the people that ran that organization rich up there, brother. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk talk Hogan. Talk turkey. Well, billionaire Ted <laughs> promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted. Wow. Promised me millions of dollars and billionaire Ted promised Kevin Nash me is like, I didn't fucking take part in this stuff trash thrown at me. And as far as billionaire this is how you know goes, what's, what's working. Eric Bischoff somebody somebody tries to get in the ring at some point, I'm but I think it'll probably brother. be able to help. That's why these two guys here, the so called outsiders, these probably are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we going to take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan and the new blood, the monsters with me, we will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's... Let's not underestimate it. Mean Gene played a fucking big part in this one. Yeah. I love that line. As far as I'm concerned, all this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. That's the ultimate heel turn. For two years, brother, for two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. In the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Man, that's fucking because And it, it makes complete Hogan, sense as well. Everything he says. If it wasn't he's justified Hogan, in doing what he's doing. Eric Bischoff would be still and that is the best thing about heel is when they justified but they've just gone and taken it to they've taken it too far basically a heel is justified in what they're doing why they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school so the way it is now brother with Hulk Hogan and the new world organization <laughs> new world organization for fuck's sake couldn't even get that right what you gonna do when the new world Twice! <laughs> wild on you. What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna do? Don't touch me, I'm gonna flee the lawyers! Just suck it in. Let him fucking throw everything in the fucking ring. The guy 
the ECW fans just like, this is great. Tap the fucking copper on the back. Well, that went well. That's what they're saying. That's the one. That's the pivotal moment. This is... This was like... In every newspaper all over the world. This moment. Hulk Hogan. So this is the thing that I will argue, and we've had discussions with it with your friends who like wrestling. Luke, my guitar player, loves it. And regardless of the fact whether you think he's good or not, Hulk Hogan is the biggest wrestler of all time end of discussion well yeah I mean no arguments for me <laughs> yeah the guy transcends wrestling he's, he's, he's entertainment personified he, he's it's just uh, he, he... the issue is what what he says there in that final promo is the name Hulk Hogan transcends anything that the WWF was. Well, yeah. Hulk Hogan made the WWF. The issue was, mm. excuse me, that Hulk Hogan couldn't make a good business decision if his life de- depended on it. That was his issue. Yeah. If he did put his trust in the right people, it took he could him have been even bigger. So Bischoff submitted that idea. Oh, shit, I need to fucking cancel that because otherwise we're going to be watching Bash at the Beach 1997. That's coming in the future, folks. Uh, Hulk Hogan took probably two months to decide, maybe three months to decide whether or not he was going to be the third guy, whether he was going to turn heel that night. So he chose. That's why that night at Bash at the Beach 1996, Sting came out as Brian said, wearing black and all the rest of it. And the idea was, up until the last minute, if Hulk Hogan says, I'm not going to do it, Sting. There's a guy ready. Yeah. Randy Anderson in the fucking ring will literally get that little thing in his earpiece and say, Sting's turning. And it'll be Sting. Hmm. He was the plan B. So this is the thing, as much as wrestling, as we know now, is obviously scripted, that moment could have gone... A completely different way. Yeah, of course it would. Just on the decision of a man who gets to make decisions because of who he is. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't work for me, brother. And wrestling wouldn't be where it is now if it was Sting. In re- no, it wouldn't. In retrospect, no. it yeah. always had to be Hogan. As Mark said, yep. he transcended wrestling. He was unequivocally the biggest star in wrestling at that point. He was such a huge star and he was always a face. He was always a good guy. Him turning heel was unfathomable, no matter what. I could believe Sting turning heel. I could believe Macho yeah. Man turning heel. I, if, I In that time, I would never but, have believed Hulk Hogan had it in him to be the bad guy. Even though now, looking back, I know that you know he's a piece of shit human being. But his persona was so strong. Everything yeah, you wouldn't so have known at the time. No one could have believed that it was him. Nobody. And that's why it had to be him. The plan B... Well, that's what I mean. Plan B I... wouldn't have worked. You know, and then if you look back at it, you know where Sting goes, you know where Hogan goes, you know what happens. And obviously you can see that they all have this dark side available to them. Yes. Sting's development is slow and steady and his persona changes until he gets to that iconic moment. But 
Hulk Hogan is already an icon yeah. when he when he taps into that side of himself. Yes. And it also plays into his real life character as well. Because he all he, he, everyone everyone knew, you know, everyone knew at this point that he was a you know, he was a politician backstage. You know, he had the creative control. You know, he did things for his own his own good above the good of other people. You know, the good of his peers, the good of his colleagues. You know, it was it was all well known at this point, but his character was so strong it superseded all that. Him turning heel, he he gets to tap into that real life real life side of himself. The people, the things that people complain about, it's like it's more like in spite of them. Like you know what you you complain that I'm this person that. You know what? Fuck it. I'll be this person on TV. And it works so well. It works so fucking well. It does. It's a very good moment. And that kind of almost, I don't know, the leg drop. It's very um, submissive for Macho yeah. Man. There was a there was an explanation point on that. Yeah, it was it was almost kind of like not slow motion, but because he goes up so high with his leg and you can see it coming down, it's almost like, you know, the uh the guillotine coming down. It means business. You know. That yeah. that that is the curtain call on Hulkamania. That that point mm. is that is the it's not just a leg drop, it's a curtain coming down on Hulkamania. You know when he did that just the way he did it. You know, it's like, shit's changing. Yeah, everything changes from that point going yeah, forward. It's really fucking brilliant. It's, what, what, we're, what we're assessing here, it's like a movie script. It's like uh, Endgame, like Marvel's Endgame. Uh, you know, it's just that big. It, yeah. it, it's Luke realising that Darth Vader is his father. It's compar- comparable to all of those movie moments. What they did on that night... It was lightning in a bottle. I don't think. I, I think. I think they knew that it was going to be big. Of course, they knew it was going to be big. I don't think they realised how big it was. How big it could yeah, be. Yeah. Well, you can tell from that reaction from the fans at the end. You can't script that. It's just getting. It's getting more and more and more intense, and you can tell from their faces that they didn't quite expect it to be that bad. They're pissed off. You know that that you know the fans are pissed off and. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they're pissed off as well because they're getting pelted with trash. Hulk Hogan's just reveling in it. He knew... He, he, knew. he is. He's, I, think he, I think he genuinely enjoyed being a bad oh, guy. Oh, he knew at that moment that he, his career turned upside down. He knew at that moment he got his second wind of, the, of his career that he really needed. And, Absolutely. Yeah, fucking Absolutely. brilliant stuff. Like... I I I I won't lie. I, I've seen that a million times. The end of the Bash of the Beast '96. I, so that's my first you know, time ever seeing it. I've not first I've not time. seen the whole of the pay per view before, but I've seen that a million you know a million times, and it impacts the same way every single time. It's like it's still unfathomable to me that that actually happened, because that's just how strong that Hulk Hogan character is, and how strong that Hulk Hogan character still is to this day, despite the fact that he's a piece of shit. You know, you hear... Yeah, you, and it you, always will be. You I hear mean, real American, and even now, I'm not American, but I hear real American, and I just... My fists pump up. You know, I'm not actually physically pumping them up, but I, I can feel them pumping up, because it's just that 
good of a tune, and it just represents it represents hope. You know, even though I'm not American, it's it's just it's just in general, it 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 just represents hope. That's how powerful it were. It's just it's just such good branding the Hulkamania 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 character, such good branding, and he was willing just to tear that up for you know branding that is arguably just as strong. You know, it's it's yeah. all genius, all genius. And you can't... But much more much more dangerous. You come into a much more dangerous period of wrestling. Yes. You can feel it getting dirtier. You can feel it getting grittier. It's... And it just expands the whole thing. It's getting more real. And speaking of the real side of this, Mark, I know what happens on the next Nitro. You know, it's infamous. I couldn't not know about it. And I'm so fucking <laughs> looking forward to watching it. And discussing it with you. Good. This is the natural I have been waiting for. This is. A... There's going to be plenty more of them. Oh yes, but this is <laughs> the whole fucking the whole next like fucking seventy episodes of natural. <laughs> yes, but this is the natural I'm looking forward to, because if that hadn't told you that shit's changed, the next natural fucking will. Oh, it will. Absolutely. I mean, you guys have covered it. You you guys have covered it, Bob on. Either even Beth, it's her first time seeing it and, and you guys have covered it absolutely perfectly. You know, the backup plan was there just in case Hogan decided that he didn't want to do it and, and like you said, if if it would have been Sting, man, wrestling it wouldn't be anything that it is now. Like it would be it would be the bastard child that everybody talks about. Nobody cares about wrestling. You're an idiot if you watch wrestling and everything like that. But it it still holds some sort of respect today. Even if you say you're a wrestling fan, nobody turns around and says, "Oh, you're a bit of a fucking dickhead now." Whereas once upon a time, you know that's that's the way that it was. But now it's a completely different kettle of fish because everything fit at this moment in time. And this has come from a company that that was in existence since from from essentially from 1995 to 2001 change the business and tonight what we've done is we've watched the night that the business changed forever and it changes Bischoff says it every single time on his podcast every single time they change the business for things that we still see today and we still do and this is what I don't understand is Bischoff right is only in the hall of fame now he will go into it in April. Yeah. Right, but the man is essentially responsible for this. For the biggest... The old saying is, boom. he who laughs last, laughs best. Yeah. And he who laughed last was Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Bischoff might have changed everything by making sure that... Or, or, or persuading Hogan to do this well, on this night at Bash at the Beach 1996 and it changed it transcended we were talking about transcending the business this transcended Hulkamania this transcended this this elevated wrestling to a whole new fucking ball game it hit fucking newspapers all around the world it made WCW a commodity that started turning a profit arenas 8,000 people watched that that night that you know, six months down the line, they were forty thousand people strong 
in an arena selling out, you know, places where Kiss were selling out. Mm. You know, they were fucking going to the same places. And if it would have been in today's society, if we hadn't have fucking witnessed it in 1996 and we'd instead witnessed it in 2016, 2018, we'd be seeing 70,000, 80,000 seater stadiums packed out with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, personally, you know... I know who I'd rather be out of the two, and uh, you got to hand it to Bischoff. Yep. And what? just to expand on what Mark was saying, if this hadn't happened, there wouldn't be a wrestling business now. Arguably, there wouldn't. No, there wouldn't. Because Not like it is now. I, I don't no. think it would exist at all. And the reason being is, is because WWE, at this point, they were s- struggling so bad. They were struggling so bad. There's been some real horror stories that they couldn't even afford like a proper catering. That the wrestlers that were in there, you know, that were that were at TV, they had hand sandwiches and water. They didn't have anything else because Vince McMahon couldn't afford it. They were weeks. Oh, sounds like they were, backstage at a gig. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> for for, some, for a company that in the eighties would have would have had its sights, and now they're struggling financially. You know, the, it's the. They're on the back of the steroid trial. That's a different story altogether, Beth. Mark will fill you in on how bad that got. But that nearly put Vince McMahon out of business. Yeah. And they were still suffering from that. They were weeks away from cancellation from uh, of the USA Network. And if they lost TV, WF will, would have been out of business. By turning Hulk Hogan heel and starting the NWO and getting their boom period, they actually kicked WWE off their ass, up their ass to get yeah. them yep. to to stop taking them too lightly and turn their own products around. And they did just that. They just did just that. And they ended up with the highest rating. And even WCW have not beat the highest rating that WWE had got. WWE had got an 8.6, I think it were. Now, at this time, the average... 8.6 million? 8.6 8, 8. No. in the no, Nielsen rating. Which, at, on average okay. at the moment, you're talking around, like, 3.2 average, most. Yeah. You know, it was just... This is... The, so, just out of interest, what is the highest viewed wrestling moment of all time? That, that was the um, the Rock and Mankind This Is Your Life segment. Mm. Yeah, which went on way too fucking long. But that is the highest rate. It was it was good comedy. It was good comedy, but it was two large and life personas that everyone was invested in. So of course they were going to get a, a big rating for it. I think that was in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, one or the other. But anyway, yeah. But this is what this moment did. It just turned not WCW. It turned the wrestling business around. And if that and yep. if it hadn't happened, WWE wouldn't be a, be in existence. And we, we all know how WCW went, you know, and, and there was a lot of things that were out their hands, like, uh, you know, the AOL, AOL Time uh, Time Warner merger, and AOL didn't want wrestling. You know, that was pretty much inevitable. That was going to happen. So, matches, it just, there, there wouldn't be wrestling. There just wouldn't be wrestling. They might, they might still be... Yeah, I meant moment. They might still be New Japan, there might still be, like, you know, the small indies that try and make it, but it just, it, it would be very, very, very small time. 
And that that the fact of the matter is here in the WWF and the WWE have always been the mainstay. But the fact of the matter is that they always benefit from competition. Yes. And the fact of the matter is, at this moment in time, this is the moment that that made the WWF see, well, fuck me, we need to fucking try something different here, don't yes. we? Because all of a sudden, things are fucking changing. I mean, this in, even in the lead up to this, it was uh, two. There's been two weeks, two weeks where Raw's been beaten by Nitro, and it's two weeks in eighty three weeks. It's actually eighty four. I don't, I, I don't know why people fucking get this wrong, but um, and even beyond that. You know, Raw was getting beat by Nitro, although Raw started to pull it back. So it was Raw, Nitro, Nitro, Raw, Raw, Nitro, Raw, Nitro, Raw, Nitro. There was a bit of a battle after these 83, 84, whatever weeks you want to fucking call it. But the fact of the matter is this gave a kick up the arse to the WWF that it absolutely needed. And let's not fucking beat around the bush here. They needed that kick up the ass when TNA fucking came on the rise, and they needed the kick up the ass now that AEW is here again. Yeah. You know, they always need that competition. If they don't have that competition, everything stagnates big time. You can swallow up as much talent as you want. You can put on dream matches. You can do WrestleMania over fucking three nights every fucking weekend for all I care. The fact of the matter is, you need competition. Otherwise, you are going to stagnate. And that's exactly what WWE is doing right now. It's exactly what they were doing in 1996. You need competition. If you know competition... What the fuck are you doing? You're just the fucking... You're the emperor of the fucking universe. I'll say it now. No AEW, no, no Roman Reigns heel turn. It's simple as that. And that is something that should have happened a while ago. Like Fans just weren't invested. I do, I do not believe for one minute if AEW didn't exist that he, Roman Reigns would have come back as a heel. They would have dragged him kicking and screaming like they always did. You know? Yeah. He said, it's the emperor with no calls. Yes, Exactly. So yeah, it, it, even though AEW is no direct threat to them right now, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Vince McMahon, in the back of his mind, is still that fearsome person that he was in 1996. That, oh shit, you know, there is this, this new company around, and if I don't get my act together, they could fucking challenge. They could challenge. I mean, at the end of the day... They've they've got a thorn in their side, and knowing the kind of guy that Triple H is, who who he's peripheral, he sees things that are around him. Vince was never like that. He was always my product, my thing. I'm only concentrating on this. All right, yeah, fair enough. He did the billionaire Ted and Nacho Man and fucking Huckster and Scheme Gene things and all that. Like, yeah, it was very reactionary. And to be fair. Vince might have uh, he might have been the one that okayed it, but the fact of the matter is somebody else was the person that wrote it. Yeah. At the end of the day, Triple H is very more per- peripheral, and he sees what's going on, and he also knows that competition is healthy. So, I mean, uh, it's like I said last week, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan as far as I'm concerned in the wrestling industry in 2021. Yeah. As soon as crowds can get back, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. It's going to be really, really good. That's when they're going to have to pull out all the fucking stops. But right now, as it is in WCW, in our in our Nitrogen podcast timeline, the change has happened, Brian, and uh, it's been a long time coming, but I'm fucking happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell Same you. Same here, because we are, st- we are slowly seeing um, a scaling back of the things that we don't really like 
and they're introducing all this newer stuff, this new quote-unquote real stuff that I know that I am going to enjoy and I know that you enjoy because you've spoken about it. You know, we're gonna we're slowly seeing DDP. He's gonna be he's gonna be the top baby face of that company in a year's time. You know, they they they, they pushed him really, really well. They've done it really slowly and so slyly that you might not even notice, but they've been pushing him. They've been pushing him and he's honed his skills and He's gonna he's gonna represent the working man, he, uh, uh, which is a funny thing to say considering he's supposed to be a multi-millionaire at this point. But yeah, very true. <laughs> he's gonna represent the working man, and we're gonna see Eric Bischoff step from the shadows and be the the authority figure. You know, there's there's gonna be so many changes for the better, and I can't fucking wait. And speaking of changes. This is also the official retirement of our logo. Because we're... it is, it's the official retirement of our logo, <laughs> and we we do have a, a new theme in the works as well, which is going to be Brian singing WAP at some oh, point. Great. Except it's going to be <laughs> World. <laughs> we're going to call it WCP, World Championship Pussy. Oh, fuck. And I'm tied into that now, aren't I? <laughs> in the voice of Macho Man. Oh yes, it's got to yeah, happen. I, I... I mean, come I, on now. You, you... I've already done this one once before, but it wasn't recorded, sadly. We need all four and a half minutes of it now. <laughs> I hear you guys, like, before you start recording, doing your voices and all. Oh, God. Yeah, testing. Mm. Testing one, two. One, two, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. three. got to be done. Seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the cookie monster. I, I, can't do my vo- I can't do the voice. My voice is all croaky at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Cookies. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see what happens next week on the Nitrogen Podcast. Obviously, we're going to be uploading again next Saturday. So this is three weeks of wrestling content for your wonderful ears. And thank you very much to uh, Beth Blade over here. It's her first time we've broke her podcast virginity. Pop that cherry. How do you feel? Mm. On the spot. Satisfied. Satisfied? <laughs> well, fucking hell. Certified freak seven Brian? days a week, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's, it's been good to have her on and get a different perspective from a, uh, no pun intended, outsider's point of view. And it's been really interesting. Oh. And there's not yeah, there's good. not been it's many good. things that we can disagree with either. So she, she has no, some really no, fucking good true. insight. And I've actually enjoyed debating with uh, um, more of a newer wrestling fan. You know, I, I, yeah, it's absolutely. been a lot of fun. So thank you, Beth. You've ah, you've got you've got a, you got us you got us out of our rut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys were in a rut at all. But yeah, it's been fun. It's nice to see wrestling history occurring and. Very much looking forward to listening to you guys as you go on. Well, I, I would very hope, very much hope that you'll be back again. Um, we might be able to fit you in at some point uh, in in the forthcoming future because obviously there's quite a lot of wrestling history to be made in the future of this Nitrogen timeline. So I hope you'll join us again. It's been really good to have you. And obviously, of course, with you, Brian, it's always a pleasure. Yep. 
Hope you've enjoyed this um, this interesting foray into Bash at the Beach 1996. I know you're not seeing most of this card, but obviously we've we've all seen, well, most of us have seen what happens at the end of it. But we we certainly hadn't seen fucking Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. I'd never seen that match before in my life, and I fucking yeah, loved great it. Great match. And people were saying that this was a bad pay per view. I don't think it was really. You know, it worked. Oh it hell wasn't no! Brilliant by any means, but you know, it was entertaining. If, if we can say Story if we good. can say that Big Bubba and fucking John Tenter had its entertaining moments, then it must have been an entertaining bloody pay per view. <laughs> I, I, I think started strong, dipped in the middle, and then you know skyrocketed up at the yeah, end, like a soggy it, Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> that's one way to describe oh, this pay-per-view fantastic well played uh, Dave Meltzer is going to have a field day with that one anyway <laughs> <laughs> on that note we're going to end this one we're going to we're going to say goodbye to everybody out there thank you very much for listening it's been over three hours of, of non-stop entertainment for you <laughs> I hope uh, big thanks from me Beth and Brian for listening in you can follow us on the usual social media channels. You know where we are, at NitrogenCast, on all the major platforms. And of course, if you're picking up our podcast, you know, if you're using a certain app or whatever, you can find us on almost all of the major podcast networks. And of course, as always, this episode is brought to you by Promotion Wars, the free wrestling simulation management game. I'll try and get that out in a much better way the next episode. But yes, um, there's thousands of wrestlers, hundreds of match types. You can you can do whatever you want on that wrestling game. You've done it, I've done it, we've all done it. We can do something better when we're watching these wrestling programs. Ah, well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put that that way. I wouldn't put that segment there. Well, do it. Do it and tell us how fucking well you get on. Book your wrestling promotion. We're certainly going to do better than Vince Russo anyway. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Damn. There you go. Wow, Beth with well, a very late think... hot take. Yeah, wow. very, very hot take. I mean, that's spicy as hell. If you think you could do better than Vince Russo, hit us up at NitrogenCast on Twitter. Let us know. And you can always follow Promotion Wars on Twitter always go to promwars.co.uk to download the game let us know how you're getting on and let Promotion Wars know how you're getting on as well because they're on Twitter as well for me Marvellous Mark Ashworth for my man over there Bodacious Brian Bradshaw we out and for beautiful Beth Blade close us out there with whatever spontaneousness you've got trip the light fantastic Boom. Nailed it. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Nitrogen Podcast.